When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. W-A-B-C. Red Apple Media is proud to celebrate 100 years as one of America's most influential radio stations and New York's first. W-A-B-C. And W-L-I-R-F-M Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block, this is a WABC 77 Second News Update. Good morning, I'm Bob Brown. There's an opening for New York City Schools Chancellor. City Schools Chancellor Misha Porter leaving her post, stepping down at the end of Mayor de Blasio's term. Porter will assume a new position leading a Bronx nonprofit organization. The New York Post reporting Mayor-elect Eric Adams is expected to name Department of Ed veteran David Banks as new head of the nation's largest school system. The first case of the COVID-19 variant in the U.S. has been confirmed in California. Health officials say the person with the new variant returning from South Africa on November 22nd and testing positive on November 29th. U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy says they're following up on it. However, he says the individual's symptoms so far are mild, and they're also tracing people who may have come in contact with him. 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly being charged as an adult with terrorism and murder in the shooting deaths of four students at an Oxford, Michigan high school. Eight others were hurt. Rangers beat the Flyers 4-1. The Mets' Marcus Stroman signing with the Cubs. Keep it here for Curtis Lewall filling in for Frank Morano on the other side of midnight right here on 77 WABC. Forecast of the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, some showers overnight. Later today, cloudy chance of a shower, unseasonably warm, high 55. Right now outside the 77 WABC Midtown Studios, 45 degrees and scattered showers. Traffic and transit is next. I'm Bob Brown. And remember, the news never stops at wabcradio.com. 77 This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Frank Morano find this music. Oh my God, this is like what pre nineteen seventies. I, I mean, he doesn't strike me as I don't know. He's a weird kind of guy with a theme music like that. I just don't see him, you know, at the old Palladium, you know, heavy metal, you know, MTV. 
uh, a hard rock cafe, you know, that kind of, it just doesn't strike me. You know, he's more like listening to Bing Crosby. Yeah, I was going to say, he's more of like a swing guy. Yeah. So what the hell did he come up with this theme song? A lot of strange things going on with Frank Morano as he milks the system with that paternity leave for the birth of uh, the son that Rachel, Rachel delivered, not Frank, Rachel. She's got to nurse him, not Frank. Rachel has to. And yet he's doing a Boudigier, 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 Boudigier by claiming, oh, my God, I got to take paternity leave. It could be for a month of Sundays. He's staring at the ships that are stuck in the Arthur Kill, the Kill Van Coe, the Straits of the Verrazano, you know, because we're not getting supplies uh, because of Christmas, because Boudigier has to be on paternity leave. So Frank Morano fashions himself as a the Boudigier of WABC. How many of you scammed, right, uh, unemployment and stimulus? Come on, admit it. During the, the lockdown and pandemic, come on, hands up. How many of you are scared? Come on. I, I know a lot of people out there scammed it. No, no. Oh, I absolutely needed it. Yeah, you bought a summer house up in the Finger Lakes with all those scams. 1-800-848-9222. I got a few beefs here. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And so we got to get through it because I could hear in Dominic Carter, the callers, still not quite getting it. Not understanding the rules and regulations of engagement here on talk radio. You know, I went away in March, ran for mayor, lost, right? And so all of a sudden, it's like... So sloppy. I heard people say, how you doing, Dominic? And then Dominic gives them his, his whole Wikipedia biography, right? It's like, who the hell cares? Thank you for taking my call. It's like, I mean, really? It's like, how many times can we give out the number? And you think that you should be thinking as if we know who you are, right? Oh, I know this guy. Oh, he's going to he's gonna sweeten me up if I take his call instead of that other guy's call. What are you out of your mind? Thank you for taking my call, Dominic. And then, of course, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, please, that hackneyed old expression. I hear it from the Frank Morano callers all the time. And I got to just do the dip on them. You know, do the base. Come on. Let's start from scratch. Give you some remedial training. You see, this is remedial training for the talk radio callers here on WABC. But since I'm only dealing right now with the Frank Morano callers, special ed, I might add. Oh, my God. They probably are graduates of Concord High School there in the North Shore of Staten Island. Or what we used to call a 600 school. It's okay. It's okay. Look, I'm a high school dropout, right? Uh, people were offering me a GED all the time. I thought it was some of the Hasinam and the Orthodox saying, I'll give you a get, a get, a divorce. I don't need that. It's a GED, schmuck. But it's okay. These are Frank Morano listeners. So I'm going to be kind of understanding here. Well, let me get uh, some of these beefs off my chest because i got to talk about Frank Morano later. Uh, and uh, obviously our brand new... Uh, Program director, the boss hog here at WABC, Matt Meany, telling me, oh, we got all these benchmarks. You got to do your benchmarks. 
I said they took all the freaking benches out of the subways because they don't want homeless people, emotionally disturbed people, sitting on it, shooting up there, especially now. You know, you got the old safe injection sites. We'll be talking about that later. Well, you not only get to inject safely, you get to smoke crack, beam yourself up to Scotty. That's right. Smoke those rocks in your glass pipe. You get to smoke K2. You get to be a meth head. Like, who is the greatest guitar player of all time who became a method, huh? huh? Let's start it out with a few brain busters here. Oh, he's gone, he's gone. Meantime, he's hitting the meth pipe like there's no tomorrow. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. We, we got to jumpstart him, you know, because they're like, uh, how do I Google this? And this is not even a brain buster question, right? I mean, this is like, right, he's up on the stage. You know, it's like world-renowned group, married an actress, very famous TV actress. I mean, how many more tips can I give you other than Progresso breadcrumbs? I can't believe he's a method. You're playing hacky sack and air guitar. You're imitating him your entire teenage years, and you can't even remember who this guy is. He lost all of his teeth because he was a method. How many how many clues and tips? And then Frank wants to give away a thousand dollars in like the four o'clock a benchmark. You got to answer ten questions in one minute. You can win a thousand dollars. Mark, what am I? Who you're do born? I mean, it's great. They can't even answer one question here. I'm giving them all the answers, all the tips. I'll give them one more try. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Before I beat up uh, any more of the Frank Morano listeners or Frankie boy, Frankie Five Burrows himself, I got a little problem going on in the Sliwa household. With all 17 rescue cats... And actually, my wife, the cat woman herself, Nancy. All of a sudden, I'm, my phone is blowing up tonight. Blowing up. And they said, wow, you got an extra vote in the election. Like, <laughs> like one vote was going to help me? What do you think? This was that close? Oh, you got a vote. You got a vote. Sleetwood tabulated another vote. Vote, vote, vote. UPI, Reuters, Global. It was like everywhere. Sliwa gets an extra vote, a write-in vote. That that was the basis of the story. And everybody else uh, who decided they weren't going to vote for either Eric Adams, myself, or the third-party candidates for mayor, and they had write-ins, right? So uh, the the figures, they're locked down, they're certified uh, by, what is that, uh, Price and Waterhouse, you know, the same fake, phony, fraudulent accountants who supposedly authenticate the Oscars, right? Price and Waterhouse at your service. They come in, you know, with the uh, valise handcuffed to their hands because they're not cheating. They're not taking bribes. Of course they are. But they want to give the impression that everything's fair and square. So the headlines tonight with everything going on globally, with the first case, that's what I'm going to talk about. First South African virus in America. Fear, fright, hysteria, hype. But this is the story that was greater than that, believe it or not. U.S. Supreme Court dealing with the abortion issue, Roe versus... No, no, it's Sliwa gets an extra right-in vote. Yeah, look, Drudge Report. 
Now, I know some of you don't look at the Drudge Report. It's the Bongino Report or whatever. Dan Bongino calls it. It doesn't matter. It's the lead story. Sliwa gets an extra write-in vote. So I'm figuring, wow, one more vote. Boy, that must have really helped my totals. And then all of a sudden, I realized why my phone was blowing up. The person who got the vote was Gizmo. And they refer to Gizmo, the kitten. Remember the kitten that I walked in to the uh, polling location on the Upper West Side to cast my ballots on Election Day, November 2nd, a month ago? The Gizmo, who was prevented from coming in and actually voting. You know, the Board of Elections, the most uh, crooked, incompetent, inefficient organization in existence, the House of Patronage, uh, indicated, you cannot bring Gizmo a four-week-old kitten in. God forbid it might taint the ballot process. So apparently a lot of people out there decided that they weren't happy with me or Eric Adams or the third-party candidate, so they wrote in. As you saw in Buffalo, it's not an easy situation to do a write-in, but it can be done. And in Buffalo, the crooked mayor there, Brown, who's been there in perpetuity, beat the socialists with write-in votes. But it turns out that Gizmo, and they call him Sliwa, Gizmo Sliwa. When did I give him my name, right? Gizmo Sliwa got one write-in vote, the same number as Lady Gaga, who no doubt Tony Bennett probably voted for because it saved his career. And then Arianda Grande. And I know who voted for Arianda Grande. You know, his office is right on 125th Street, Bill Clinton. Remember the last time he was on that stage in Detroit, the death of Aretha Franklin? He's sitting on a stage. On one side of him is screwy Louis Farrakhan, biggest anti-Semite in America. On the other side of him, Al Slim Shady Sharpton. He had no idea that they were there because he was eyeballing the bazoonies of Ariana Grande. So out of all the people, who do you think probably voted for Ariana Grande? Well, of course, Bill Clinton. He's still mesmerized by those gazoonie bazoonies. What was she, 16 at the time? You know, um, in his heyday, Bill Clinton would have been on that Lolita Express with Epstein heading out to the Virgin Islands with a underage Arena Grande, Ariana Grande, vis-a-vis um, what could have been the trifecta, the troika of those snacking on young ones, R. Kelly, doing time for that now, right? Doing hard time. I just want to fly. Yeah, don't you want to fly right out of the Eastern District, right? <laughs> As you await uh, being shipped somewhere upstate. Set of the Plattsburgh. Oh, I loved R. Kelly. Did you ever see him do that opera? That R&B opera? That was like one of the best performances of all time. Who knew he? Who knew he's a pedophile? Of course he was a pedophile on a pedestal. The whole world knew, like Michael Jackson, and they still play his freaking music everywhere you go. Oh, yeah, but he was a good pedophile, not a nasty pedophile. So then I asked my uh, my wife, Nancy, the question. I said, Nancy, you and I, we went into the voting booth together, right? You know, like a couple, like a husband and wife. She said, yes. I said, there was a lot of mishigash going on there because, you know, at first they, they didn't want Gizmo in. Then they told you and me to take off our Sliwa paraphernalia because it might influence voters. Oh, my God. 
Then, actually, we got our paper ballots for the scanner, and naturally, my paper ballot got stuck in there like it does a Xerox machine, and it didn't tabulate my vote, but it got stuck in there. So they had to call out for the Maytag repairman. They didn't have anybody around. Took us a half hour. You know, we were picking our nails, waiting there while they were screaming invectives at us. Why did you just come back later? No, no, I'm going to vote. going to vote right here. So eventually the Maytag repairman comes and fixes the machine. They assure me my vote's going to be counted. Yeah, my quantum I. And I fill out my scanner ballot. You know, I took a lot of time because they busted my stones. I double busted their stones. I said, hey, this pencil you gave me, this pen, whatever you call it, it doesn't work. They said, of course it works. And the guy showed it me. I said, it doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you. I think you got my pen loaded with invisible ink. Oh, yeah, I really caused chaos. And now they were like, they, they were all, all, they were absolutely out of their minds. So I didn't really pay attention to Nancy filling out her ballot, you know, in that little uh, portable uh, stand right next to you. You know, it's all encased and closed, like you can't even know who your wife voted for. God forbid it might affect the balloting process. It's already tainted to begin with. And God forbid you photograph yourself. Take a selfie. It's a federal crime. Lock him up. Didn't Justin Timberlake do that, remember? He flew all the way from Tennessee to California so he could vote for Joe Biden against Donald Trump. And remember, he took the, the selfie and they said, that's a federal crime. What the hell are you talking about? Who the hell's going to enforce that? You kill people, they don't lock you up now. You burn, you rape You're Black Lives Matter Antifa and you threaten to burn everything down. Hey, free speech, don't worry about it. What about if they actually do it? Well, deal with it then. They've done it. No, no, no. Give them a disappearance ticket, desk appearance ticket. But yeah, but they'll never show up for court. Ah, who knows? We'll all be dead by the time their court date is, right? You know how it is. So I'm thinking to myself, just to myself now, I'm saying now, who in the entire world Loves cats more than Nancy. Yeah, there are a lot of cat lovers. They listen to us, and they've called in. And on Sunday nights, we have the special animal welfare hour with Nancy Sliwa answering any and all questions about cats and other animals and other animal welfare issues. But then it dawned on me that we really didn't have a discussion on who we would be voting for. There's a, a basic assumption. I was running for mayor, right? Republican line, independent party line. Nancy was running for the Upper West Side Council seat. Hadn't had a Republican in 10 years. You think they ever thanked us for that? <laughs> We're still waiting. Um, against a woman who I think was birthed as a politician, um, perpetually on the Upper West Side. And you know, you have to be super progressive, super liberal. You got to eat grass sprouts. You got to do uh, have granola in the morning, and you have to bow, bow to the west as the sun rises and shines. You know, it's all typical of the Upper West Side where we live. And I said to myself, I assumed that she would vote for me for mayor, and I would vote for her for city council against Gail Brewer, who I thought was dead. To be honest with you, it's, you know, politicians they never die. I mean, look. There's Joe Biden, there's Chuck E. G. Schumer, there's Nancy Pelosi, there's the Altacaca, right, Bernie Sanders, and then there's a whole slew of Republicans. My God, they're like, what, a hundred or more? Yeah, perfect reason to have term limits. But then I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at Nancy, and I can see she's fidgeting. 
She's not locking eyes. Now, it doesn't mean we had the urge to merge, you know, because I had to prepare, come over here, schlep to WABC. I said, Nancy, I had a premonition that maybe you were the one who wrote in Gizmo Sliwa. Because, see, somebody else would have written in Gizmo, right? They didn't say Sliwa on the newscast. Who would have written in Gizmo Sliwa? And then all of a sudden, because she's a lawyer, an e-attorney, you know, graduated Brooklyn Law. I see all the certificates. I see all the notifications that come in. You owe money. You owe money. You owe money. Like everybody else who ever went to law school or medical school or all kinds of graduate schools or for the Ph.D. And I said, did you, Nancy, did you vote for Gizmo Sliwa over me? She took the fifth. She took the Fifth Amendment. Then she starts giving me this dribble, you know, that they teach you in law school. You know, I have the right uh, to have counsel. I said, you are counsel. Your your name is Nancy Sliwa Esquire, right? ESQ. Not the polish, the shoe polish. You're a legitimate lawyer. You graduated Brooklyn Law. You passed your boards. Did you or did you not do a write-in vote for Gizmo Sliwa? She took the code of Omerte, Silencia. She said, I'll have my counsel talk to you. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, inquiring minds want to know, am I taking this a little too personally or am I on to something? I mean, I got the facts. People would write in Gizmo, okay? They write in Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. They write in all different kinds. Specifically, Gizmo Sliwa. And then I ask a simple question to my wife. Did you vote? Did you do the write-in ballot and put Gizmo Sliwa? I'm taking the fifth. That's very troubling. As troubling as Frank Morano coming up is to me. 1-800-848-9222. I think I have a house insurrection on the Upper West Side. You know, the 328-square-foot apartment that we share with the 17 rescue cats, including the superstar who got a write-in vote, who's now the queen, the king. I don't even know what gender it is. It's so young. How could it be a castle if it's 328 square feet of studio? Whatever the hell we would call it. And then my own wife. You know, we took the vows. You're supposed to tell... Your husband and wife, everything, right? Everything. See my attorney. I'm taking the fifth. Tell you one of these uh, advisories um, from Boss Hog here at WABC, Mad Meaning, you know, China flex establishes credentials as the new Jack program director. Says, Sleewa, you got to hit your, your benchmarks for the Frank Morano show. You got to talk to this guy in Atlantic City, you know, every Thursday. It's a tradition with Frank. And that reminded me, I tried. The other tradition for Frank is not only losing every nickel, dime, and penny he has because he's a degenerate gambler, but owing a vig to all those who will extend credit. You understand what I'm saying. But he is a connoisseur of not just liquor and wine, but of fromage. He loves the cheeses, right? You know, he does uh, once a year, I think it is, a spread on every conceivable cheese except Velveeta cheese from Wisconsin. It's all those imported fromages. And apparently he invites family, friends, radio listeners, anybody who will come. And he's got a sp- 
spread of all these fromages. And he knows. It's like Limburger cheese. Nobody's going to eat Limburger cheese. It stinks out the joint. So he, he puts a vat of Limburger cheese out there specifically because as you're going around trying to taste the various fromages, you smell the Limburger cheese and you lose. You lose. You get, you get, oh, you're no longer famished and now nauseous. So you leave the room. So who gets to stuff all the fromages in his face? Frank Romano. And he's looking it. Oh, man, is he looking it. So he's decided, I got to sign up for the Skinny Center. Yep, Skinny Center. He's no skinny Bellini. You, he looks like three Frank Moranos now. And this always happens. You know, a guy going to be a brand new father. He's making the runs for his wife, the mother of the child. You know, and on the way back... He's eating all the food that the wife wants to feed her her passion, which is to eat food when they're pregnant. So now it looks like three Frank Moranos. So Greg Kelly is going, and Greg's got to because, you know, he's got to be slim and trim on Newsmax at night. So you got our two guys here, right? Our AM and our PM guy. Yeah, our AM and our PM guy. See, I like that. AM, PM. I like that. I like that. It's like those stores, uh, what is it, in the Midwest, you know, it's AM, PM instead of 7-Eleven. But anyway, I, I divert. I divert a lot, if you notice. But you got to start thinking yourself about the Skinny Center, and I'll tell you why. Because you're all going through somewhat of what Greg Kelly and Frank Morano are going through, because it's the holidays, Thanksgiving, the wishbone, into Christmas, all the leftovers, everybody's stuffing your face, especially if you're Italian or Jewish. They don't let you leave until you gain 20 pounds. And then you say, how the hell am I going to switch this off? You don't have to worry about that. You just call up Mitch Suss. He's the founder. Plus, more importantly, he's my sister's kid's godfather. That's right, my sister Alita. It's not ironic. It's fate. It's fortuitous. And that's why you got to go to the Skinny Center. And this is what they'll do for you as they've done for Greg Kelly and they've done for Frank Morano. They are going to give you, uh, put you through a comprehensive lab testing situation. It's not going to be a strain or a pain. It's going to pinpoint your abnormalities, not in terms of having a humongous ego. That's obvious with Greg Kelly and very obviously with Frank Morano. But it's about your body chemistry. And the reasons that you overeat, and you know some of them, but it will just reemphasize them. You crave sugar. You're always hungry. You're like Frank Morano, you know, six dry martinis, and you're to the wind by 12 noon every day. <laughs> Man, you're going to pound on the weight. So this is what you got to do. You got to follow in the footsteps of Frank Morano and Greg Kelly. What they're doing at Skinny Center is giving three free facials. Now, I would have given both of them a free uh, what I call concrete facial, but that's just going to move the collagen around and cause a lot of lumps. That's not what you get at the Skinny Center. If you sign up now, call the Skinny Center at 914-703-4811. That's 914-703-4811. Or go to theskinnycenter.com. That's theskinnycenter.com. You're hearing things. You're hearing things. On 77. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. From 
No, no, there's no snow out there. Stop this song. First of all, global warming, climate change. We'll never see a frosty the snowman again except with artificial snow that they use on all the ski lifts and all the ski locations, you know, from Burlington, Vermont, right down to uh, West uh, New Jersey. You're never going to see any more snow. So why are you playing this ridiculous song? And you're, you're diverting me f- from solidifying the fact that my own wife, Nancy, apparently did a write-in vote for Gizmo. And it's obvious because she wrote Sliwa on the write-in. And then told me, none of your BIB business. I take the Fifth Amendment, talk to my counselor. You are a lawyer. Let's go to Brian in Stanford. Am I on the right track here at WABC, Brian? Curtis, I have to agree with you. You are definitely on the right track. If she's a lawyer and she's pleading the fifth, she definitely had to have voted for the cat. I'm telling you right now, as someone who's almost 24 and following this case pretty well, I have to agree 100% with you on that. Think of it, Brian. You know, because of uh, Dominion and Smartmatic, that the moment she put that piece of paper into the scanning device, the whole world trying to defeat me knew right away that, look, his own wife voted for, not Curtis Sliwa, Gizmo Sliwa. You know how that works. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> got to talk to my boy, Rudy. Maybe we got to have a press conference about this, you know, about how Dominion and Smartmatic let potential voters know. You know how it's like an emergency warning. Beep, 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 beep. And she, Sliwa, actually voted for her kitten, Gizmo Sliwa, instead of her own husband, giving a lot of people an opportunity to pause. Because they were perhaps do not anyway. You know, my vote is right. So they're pausing anyway. So, oh, wow. His own wife didn't even vote for him. But see, she gets away by saying, but I voted for Sliwa. Hmm. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Carol. Hi there, Curtis. You know, Gizmo is probably more intelligent than most of the people that went to vote. He is, I don't know if it's a he or a she. He should have had the opportunity to vote. Carol, you are as confused as I am. I have examined Gizmo extensively. He is now, uh, at the time of the voting, it was November 2nd, so he was four weeks old, so he's now eight weeks. <laughs> and I turned Gizmo over, you know, because I got to change, you know, the dirty diapers. I mean, Nancy actually has him in dirty diapers. This, this is another yeah. signal, another signal. And uh, I cannot tell if it's a male cat, a female cat, for all I know, it could be a transgender cat. You know, I have no idea. Well, you could tell. You could tell by looking at uh, the behind, <laughs> actually. The tuchus, the duper. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'll have to get a magnifying yeah. glass. <laughs> I'm telling you, Carol, I have done an extensive examination of the posterior of the person now known, not as just Gizmo, the world's most famous cat, but actually, given the name Gizmo Sliwa, check it out, Google. You Google Curtis, it's nothing. It used to be every day to be something on Curtis. I admit, it wasn't always good. But there was always something. Now, it's like you Google, it's Gizmo Sliwa. Let's go to Henry on the Upper West Side. Probably not far from me. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Henry. Hey, 
Hi, Curtis. Um, I wanted to ask you, you, you always mention the size of your apartment. Is it that you're proud that it's so small? Uh, because I have actually a smaller apartment than you. What? I do. Uh, I can send you the, uh, uh, you know, there's a filing that shows my building's uh, un, uh, unbought whatever, you know, uh, my building's a co-op, but I'm still a, a renter, and mine has, So let me get this question. You live in a closet, huh, Henry? You live in a water closet. You know one of those... You know, does anybody know what a water closet is? I know a lot of you are passing water out there. You know, it could be prostate, you know, swollen. Look, I had the fourth... Uh, <laughs> I had prostate cancer. Uh, as bad as it gets, I, I know what that's like, schlepping around, you know, in the wee hours of the morning. You go to the little boy's room and nothing, nothing, not even a drip, 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 because it's it's playing with your head. It's playing, it's messing with your head, like it has with me so many times. His apartment. See, this is like guys normally talking about size, right? Size makes a difference. Mine is bigger than yours. So what is Henry in the Upper West Side? My apartment is smaller than yours. Isn't that like an oxymoron, right? Guys always, my, my schlong is bigger than your schlong, right? They always, even though they're lying. You need an electron microscope with red dye to see their schlong. But they're always bragging about it. And so this Weisenheimer calls up, ah, my apartment is smaller than your apartment, and I'll send you the specs on it to prove it. God, he does live on the Upper West Side. You can tell. It's a different type of person. I'm telling you, a totally different type of They think that smaller is better. You know, it's like Elon Musk, world's richest man. Now he's bragging, saying, I live in a 350-square-foot apartment in Texas. Yeah, like, I believe that. Does anybody really believe that Elon Musk lives in a 350-square-foot apartment in Texas? And we, we've we yet to got, give away the Curtis Sleeve of Booby Prize, right? That, why? Because they're like brain dead, Frank Morano calls. Uh, but in the meantime, while people trying to figure out who is the meth head, maybe the greatest guitar player who ever lived, he's God! See, I didn't give away his name. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jeannie in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jeannie. Hello, Curtis. Want to talk to you about the potato pancakes you mentioned a few days ago. Latkes is what we eat on Hanukkah, and it's a grated potato with, by hand, and then you put it in oil in a pan about an inch high, and then when it's brown and nice, it comes out a little bumpy, but it's delicious, and you eat it with applesauce and sour cream. Not so much the honey that you had mentioned, which is really for Rosh Hashanah. And the other pancakes, the ones like in IHOP, they're made with a batter, so they get poured onto the griddle or onto a pan. And they're round if they're in the pan, but they're very thin, and they usually have milk or buttermilk in them. And what about flapjacks, huh? I was just going to say, I think flapjacks are when they flip them up and bring them back down again. And I think that's more in the south or the west they call them flapjacks. But you're not completely sure, Jeannie, if that's why they're that's called correct. flapjacks. I'm not completely See, sure. You, you, should always, you should always add an addendum on that. It's like, I'm probably wrong. And then <laughs> give you a theory, Jeannie. Okay. What are you, the pancake queen? 
No, I'm just answering your questions that you had. Oh, yeah, and by the way. I asked that like four days ago. I know, but I couldn't get through to you. And also on the dreidel, you know, when you spin the dreidel, it has four letters. Neskadol Hayasham stands for that, which means there was a a great miracle occurred there. Oh, no, no, my. What is this, Hebrew school? You know, Carter and Hunter, my two youngest kids. Yeah, I put them through a Hebrew school, right, pre-K. And you know what the rabbi said to me in the canter? You can't come up to the Bema. You know, it's a conservative synagogue right there on Queens Boulevard. I said, wait, wait, wait. You take my checks, right? Do they bounce when I pay their tuition? Uh-huh. You know, court-mandated tuition? Oh, no, no, no. Your checks never bounce. So let me get this straight. Because I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Gentile, I don't get to walk up to the Beamer? No. No, no, sorry. But you take my check. Do I need to get a lecture at, like, uh, this time in the morning? Can you believe this? I ask a simple question. Who is a method? Who hit the pipe? Who do you people out there, you guys playing hacky sack, air guitar, imitate for years... Like, uh, oh, ooh, 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 It seems like maybe somebody has the answer. Wow, they awoke from the Frank Morano dead. Let's go to Morty, who's calling from Mawa, New Jersey. Do you have the answer, Morty? Eddie Van Halen. Hey, Eddie Van Halen. But you see, he wasn't calling from Mawa. He was going to go into that whole Janine Pirro thing. So you got to pick that up. That guy got the answer. But not the rest of you, schlubs. Could I have given away any more hints? And then, you know what the other troubling thing is? You see, Dominic Carter in here was styling and profiling, right? He was talking about, see, you can see me on the YouTube video live. See the video. It's on the stream, right? Right? Is it? Did I hear Dominic correct, crew? Is that what I heard Dominic talking about, how you could go to the YouTube and you could see the video of him live on the stream? Did I hear that? Did I hear that board operator? Was Dominic saying that? That you could see us on the WABC website? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He's in every uh, break. He'll come back with. um, And you can see us online at WABCradio.tv. And and when Frank is here, right, you can see him live, right? You uh, occasionally, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, don't fib, don't like. Get no. out of here! I don't need you to come. Usually for the, usually for only the first hour. Yeah, right. Well, I'm never seen, and I'll tell you why. And that's got to change. No, no, no. There's a reason here. Frank needs money, right? Anybody needs money. You bring a kid into the world. Oh my God, is his financial problems going to multiply? El rapido. Been there, know that. So. It's interesting. I got a call here this evening from a bookstore on Richmond Avenue in Staten Island thinking that Frank Morano was here. So naturally, I answered the phone and I acted like I was Frank Morano. And say, Frank, is the deal still on? I said, uh, what deal are you talking about? Just remind me, I've, I've had so much craziness going on in my life, a brand new son. Yeah, I gave him the whole schmeel, the whole routine. He said, remember the deal. We said that we would bring over the bookcase that would be put in the back of the video that would play on your show for the four hours on YouTube, WABCradio.tv, that people could watch. And that every time, uh, every hour... 
if you put up certain books, like in the back, like you act like you're Mr. Intelligentsia, we'd hit you with some schedule. You know, it's a residual. I said, well, remind me, you know, my wife, she's been all over my case. I haven't gotten much sleep. Which books did I agree to showcase? Because, you know, you have you have the background, the bookcase, and you have all the books in there. But you always put prominently, like, one book, like the Book of the Month Club. So this remind me, so I'm up, to, you know, so I'm, I can connect the dots. I said, oh, yeah, you had agreed that you were going to put up in the bookcase, uh, and then the guy was, like, struggling a bit because I could see that I had pretty much faked him out. I said, you had agreed that you would put up the book My Life by Guy V. Malinari, the former congressman, former borough president, and that we would give you $1,000 a show, all four hours. You get $1,000 because the people were seeing the picture of Guy V. Malinari, and they see that. And then, then in addition... They wanted one other book prominently displayed, and they would throw in a little coin, not as much as they would for a life of service by Guy V. Malinari. It was called Shipwrecked on Tottenville. Now, many of you are not aware, but this was a book that had been purchased a while back by Julius Nasso, the big movie producer on Staten Island. You know he's into pharmaceutical products. That's how he made his wealth. And actually, at the time when he was living out there, Steven Seagal, you remember, Mr. Akito was going to star in this shipwrecked on Tottenville because Castaway had been such a popular movie, you know, with the volleyball. Tom Hanks, you know, mumbling, talking to a freaking volleyball. Well, son. And all of you folks were spending money to go out and see Tom Hanks talk to a volleyball uh, as if he was Robinson Crusoe stranded on an island. Well, what other island could you be stranded on but Staten Island? So Steven Seagal was going to be stranded on Tottenville talking to a soccer ball because of all the crazy Italians there. You know, they won the game against England this year. Kickball, score, score, score. Bravo, bravo, fortissimo. So they still want to turn it. Julius Nasso is Greece and Frank here. They got the book. It was well-read on Staten Island except for the North Shore. Well-read throughout, but not the North Shore. It didn't do too well. And they figure it still has a possibility. Steven Seagal, you know, he's with Vladimir Putin there. They both declare themselves to be ninth-degree black belts. Get out of here. I want to know how much Julius Nasso, how much uh, Escarol, Scarol, is he giving Frank Morano? And how come I... I'm not on the video stream at WABC.TV. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. WABC. Gold and silver prices are at an all-time high. If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture or any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Bulgari, just to name a few. They will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. They also need any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Bouchelotti, Van Cleef, 
Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City, across from Carnegie Hall. They can also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Or toll free at 1-800-772-0054. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ah, you saw, you saw what happened. They got rid of that doper, that, uh, that smoker, Jack Dorsey, your Twitter, right? Got rid of him. I'm going to talk a little bit about what Twitter has done here and how Frank Morano is using that against me. Really? It goes back to his high school yearbook photo, you know, being on his Facebook profile. I'll get to that momentarily. But speaking, don't feel sorry for Jack Dorsey. You know, he can retire to Hawaii, smoke the Maui Waui like Barack Obama was when he was growing up in Hawaii. He wrote that in his memoir. You know, he didn't grow up in <laughs> Kenya, Indonesia, or parts unknown. No, 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 no. But he even admitted he was smoking Maui Waui on the beaches of Oahu. That's probably when Jack Dorsey is going to go with his millions. What about you? What about you? Think of it right now. Okay, you think you're secure, but you see how they're spending all of our tax dollars that they don't even have. The Federal Reserve is just printing money and then recirculating it through the banks. The debt is going up, up, up. The deficit up, up, up. They keep raising the ceiling. You can't do that with your personal bills, but the government can. And who's going to pay for it? Not you. Your kids, your your grandchildren, maybe even your great-grandchildren, maybe everyone that's birthed in your lineage. But this is unsustainable, and it's cause and effect, causing inflation to skyrocket. So if your money is sitting in a traditional retirement account, it's getting munched and crunched away right under your nose. Gold and precious metals offers a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, you got to roll it. Like, uh, no doubt Jack Dorsey will be doing rolling his Maui Waui on the beaches of Oahu soon with his millions. You don't have that. So if you have an existing retirement account, you roll it into a gold or silver IRA. And you should do so with legacy precious metals. You remember the crash in 2008? Right away, people said, hey, abandon ship, invest in gold. And they saw huge gains and avoided the financial carnage, carnage that consumed so many. This is why gold should be a part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is the company, and you can trust them because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. So share this with friends and other family members and contact Legacy Precious Metals today yourself. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, it's not. I'll tell you about the ripoff on Fifth Avenue earlier today, the Christmas tree lighting, where they brought in two police buses, blacked out windows, then put a tarp in between both buses right outside of sacks, lit up like a Christmas tree. So here are all these tourists, because nobody locally goes. They know you're never going to see the tree. So all these tourists can't even see the tree because they fear a spreader. 
of the new South African virus, which is hit sure in Cali Cali. I'm going to get into that momentarily. Well, let's talk about my continued problem with Frank Morano. You remember the other day I talked about how they, he has his high school photograph on his Facebook profile. And now he's changed it. He's changed it. Because he was too embarrassed. It was so obvious there. You know, it had Tottenville in the background. Tottenville High School Purple Pirates. So he changed it. Now go to his Facebook profile and you'll see a picture, right? He's smiling, of course. Everyone's always smiling. And yet you go through some of his posts, maybe like the third down, the third down. And you see him sitting with Sid and he's got streaks of gray. That's the video. Then you look up at his posted photograph, easily 10 years younger, easily 10 years younger. So my wife, Nancy, who knows Twitter because I don't, I'm a Luddite, she tweets it out. She says, look at this. His headshot on his Facebook page is 10 years younger. But actually, she tweets on my account. Yeah, a lot of people do that. They have somebody tweet for them. This way, when they get in trouble for their tweets, they blame the tweeter, not themselves. So I said... So, you know, he files, he files a claim with Twitter now that Jack Dorsey in his drug-induced psychosis is gone, claiming that I, Curtis Lewa, didn't get his authorization to use the photo that he never consented to it being shared. And so they took my tweet down. They took it down. Twitter did. So the burden now is on me. To prove that I had no maliciousness in my heart, that it was documentary evidence. Here it is. He's claiming this is Frank Morano. And we can see he just did a interview and he posted from WABC radio TV from the YouTube site, him and Sid. And am I right? Look, did you guys, you got bones in the office always protecting uh, Frank Morano. Did you see how he's got streaks of gray in his hair? I'm not, no kidding, Curtis. Uh, for Halloween this year. The three of us all dressed up as Frank. And, and that's going to try to take credit for it, but what, it was my idea. No, no, this that's was, this, this was, this was Molly's idea, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, um, we all dressed up as Frank. We had like a blue, uh, a blue polo down shirt, uh, jeans, khakis, and then I bought a can of gray spray from yeah. Party City, yeah, yeah. and we all had like a gray streak yeah, in our okay. hair. <laughs> all right, so this is this is Frank's crew. They're not covering up for him, and yet he froze my Twitter account because he said I did not have authorization to share that photo, that I shared it without his permission, and they took my tweet down. Now, that's bad. That's really bad because I could lose my verified status. Yeah, you know, with the election, I got a lot of tweets uh, from a lot of twits out there. So it put me in the verified class. So now I'm going to have to hire my wife, Nancy, the e-attorney, who, remember, took to fifth when I asked her, did you do the write-in vote for Gizmo Sliwa? And she said, talk to my counselor. Well, I'm going to hire her. And retain, give her a retainer to fight the Wizard of Oz that runs Twitter now. Now that Jack Dorsey is out smoking his Maui Wowie in Oahu with millions of dollars. And you know what they claim, Twitter? Their initial objection is that they say that 
They have the public interest at heart. They give two reasons now that they do this for everyone. And this is this is Orwellian. This is 1984, and it happened right after they whacked Jack Dorsey the other day as their CEO. Now, all of a sudden, they, they claim they can do this to anybody. It's not just flank taking advantage of it, but anyone else. Not a politician, not the president, but if you're like uh, Frank Morano, you know, a legend in your own mind, you can do this. Anybody can do this. You have to show that it has the public interest and in mind. That means we have to show it because the onus is on us. And you have to show that it's an emergency that you need to send this photo out in a tweet. And I feel that a emergency was justified because here it was, Frank Morano had his Tottenville graduation photo on his Facebook page with Tottenville in the background, the Purple Pirates, and you could tell it was a high school graduation photo. This is a crisis, ladies and gentlemen. This is Orwellian. This is 1984. Now, look at the Supreme Court. We're talking all about them reviewing Roe versus Wade. What is the number one issue that the United States Supreme Court always struggles with other than dementia and Alzheimer's? Because obviously, you hear some of the justices and judges talk. It's like, retire, please. Remember Rehnquist? Ah! The guy had stripes on his black regal robes. Stripes. The guy for the last two years, years was talking to himself, and they still wouldn't remove him and give him a cognitive test. But anyway, I divert. The United States Supreme Court hasn't been able to define what the public interest is, right? Think of it. Every time they have a case involving pornography, That's right, you pervs out there. How many times have you hidden behind the fact that, hey, what? what, You're claiming we can't have our pornography because it's not in the public interest? And what's the one thing that all law students are trained after their parents have put down $100,000 for their law school and they have to take out student loan after student loan and get ripped off? You cannot shout fire in a movie theater. If I hear that again, I'll shoot myself. How many times have we heard that, the argument about free speech? And the Supreme Court still to this day hasn't been able to define what the public interest is. But, oh, Twitter is now going to control your tweets. We're not talking about doing harm. We're not talking about threatening death and destruction. We're talking about sending out a simple picture. And if the person in the picture complains, the onus is on you to prove that you are not doing that maliciously. And it can affect your verified status. It can affect your account on Twitter. And for so many of you who are are twits to begin with, who tweet your life away, you have to go to rehab. Or maybe de Blasio on his way out will open up one of those uh, Twitter uh, injection centers, you know, where they'll give you uh, a BlackBerry and you can just tweet, 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 tweet your way back into addiction. God. 1-800-848-9222. Let me get to... uh Oh, <laughs> Bill in Huntington has a question for me. Uh, Bill, didn't you realize... I asked the uh, Curtis Lee with Booby Prize questions. No, no, no. Let, let me tell you something about Frank Morano, okay? He, he has this, this, this ask Frank anything, and I called him, and I say, 
can you handle a cat question? And and he goes, oh, I don't know. I'll try. You, you know, and, and he's a grown man, and I hear this fear in his voice. So I, oh, oh, wow. I said, well, well, maybe I should I should save it for Curtis. And he says, oh yeah, maybe you should. I tell you what, give me that question real quick, Bill, because I am not the super expert. My wife Nancy is, and she answers all questions 12 midnight, going from Sunday into Monday in the animal welfare segment. Go for it, Bill. All right. If you bring home a feral kitten, right, the issue of feral cats, and this cat hasn't been handled by human beings, right, how old a feral kitten can I think I know the rest of the question. We'll hold that. We'll hold that for Nancy on Sunday. So I need that. Please have Molly put that into our Curtis Lee with Digest. Excellent question. In fact, I don't know the answer. <laughs> Frank to Mama Luke. You really think he's going to know the answer? You know, he, he a caller called up and said, "Don't don't let a cat come next to your baby Carmine." And then he had the old Italian fear, fright, and hysteria. Oh, that's right. That's that's the way in the old country they were raised. Specious. So, hey, Frank, I know you're listening out there with so many of you. Maybe it's time for a little life change tea. You know, instead of dry martinis. <laughs> Life changed. <laughs> hey, look, did you read? You drink a lot of coffee and all of a sudden you go to the party, the potty pooper, and they, there it goes. That's why you don't want to be drinking coffee constantly, morning, noon, and night, because it's just going to add to your stress and it wrecks, wrecks your digestive tract. Look, I know having had colitis, ileitis, chronic Crohn's disease. No. So look, especially normally, without all those problems I just mentioned, if you have a bloated feeling, which oftentimes happens, you got to try Life Change Tea. It's all natural and non-GMO. And one package is going to last you a whole month. Hey, that's a lot of Life Change Tea. It's only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. You use the promo code FRANK. And you get free shipping. It's not COD, <laughs> like some companies still do, believe it or not. So the promo code is Frank. So get some relief. You know, it moves and gently cleanses on a daily basis and tastes so good. So what are you waiting for? Don't miss out. Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's at GetTheTea.com. <sighs> so... I'm mad at my wife, Nancy, for having voted for Gizmo Sliwood. Believe it or not, it's the number one story on Drudge, on UPI, on Reuters, that I got an extra vote when they configurated all the kinds of ways you can vote, scanner, early voting, and naturally uh, requesting that absentee ballot. I think it was my wife, Nancy, who did it the same day next to me while I was voting. I never thought about it because it said Gizmo Sliwa. And now Frank Morano, who's at war with me, has eliminated the tweet I sent out with his Tottenville High School graduation photo that he used on his Facebook page, lied to everybody, said, no, 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 that, that's, that's really me. And now, all of a sudden, because of the new rules and regulations, once they kick the uh, the stoner out, Jack Dorsey, 
the onus is on me to now get back my Twitter account and, more importantly, my verification status. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Benchmarks, benchmarks, benchmarks. This is what has been thrust on me as I substitute for Frank Morano, who's milking the system on paternity leave. For the 15-pound bouncing boy that his wife Rachel brought into the world, Carmine. I mean, I mean, he's going to extend this as long as Boudicier, 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 Boudicier is done. You watch. So I get this memo uh, from uh, Matt Meany. You know, he's, uh, he's the new uh, Joe Pococo, the hitman here at WABC. And he say, hey, you substitute for Frank Morano. You, you got to do the UFO stuff. You know, you haven't done any UFO stuff. I say, look. I'll do it. You know, I used to do overnights. I understand the importance of the illegal aliens. No, he said the gray aliens. I said, I got it. I got it. I was trying to make a joke. Guy has no sense of humor, right? Roswell, I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. That there are credible UFO reports that are being ignored. Declassified Canadian documents uh, reveal. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. What about alien organisms could hitch a ride on our spacecraft and contaminate Earth? Yeah, yeah. That's even better. What about Earth will have a Saturn-like rings around it made of space junk? Oh, wow. That sounds good. You know, Mother Earth, uh, you know, green, green, green. This is good. And the Defense Department forms a new group to examine threats posed by UFOs. He's like having orgasm, right? I said it one better. The asteroid that's expected to pierce our atmosphere. Yeah. And I promised him I was going to do that in the two o'clock hour. But as much as I can do this, and nobody does it better than Frank Morano, nobody. I'm torn. And let me tell you why I'm torn. Our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, was the one back in March who gave me the opportunity to leave WABC and run for mayor. Very gracious of him. Remember, I was doing 12 to 3 in the afternoons. That's like prime time. They said, no, no. You only get one shot in life to run for office. He goes, I know I ran for mayor, which he did. Excellent job in 2013. Was going to win the Republican primary until Rudy jumped in. That's when people still loved Rudy and embraced Joe Loder. You never saw Joe Loder in a commercial. It was always Rudy. People thought they were voting for Rudy, not John Katzmatidis in the Republican primary. But that's history. But then after my loss, John, who's my consigliere in all ways, sat me down and said, now, remember, this is right before they counted the ballots. He said, if, if you lose, Derek Adams, you got to say you're going to work with the guy. Hey, look, our city is in tough. We all got to pull together. Curtis, there's got to be a consensus here that if you're the guy who has to do the concession speech on that night, and let's face it, the over on the point spread was not looking good for me to win, right? But he said, be prepared. To, to bring everyone together, kumbaya, to forgive. I said, John, how can I forgive this guy? He called me a racist. He said I was a clown, a buffoon, a liar. Eh, he goes, it's a campaign. It's a campaign. I said, John, he said, trust me on this. 
He goes, I've been called many names in that campaign I ran in 2013. You'll get over it. But it's for the good of the city. And I started thinking last night as I was dancing the Taratella and the horror, knowing that Chris Cuomo, a.k.a. Fredo, got whacked by his own network, the Cuomo National Network, by Jeff Zucker, his protector, his guardian, his Medici. I said to myself, was that the right thing to do? And then, even though Chris Cuomo won't be seen anyway, he still has his, uh, his serious uh, radio show, whatever that is. Who the hell ever listens to that? You know, they claim 10 trillion listeners. Who would know? They don't have ratings. They can say anything. Unlike WABC, the number one news talk station in the nation, that's proven. Look at the ratings. Actually, got a hell of a lot better after I left. <laughs> a lot better. You think it was me since I was 12 to 3? Could have been. I don't want to keep promoting that because a lot of people say, yeah, let's let's look at the analytics. <laughs> let's look at the curves while he was here. Uh-oh. And then when he left, wow. But anyway, I said, you know, Curtis, Chris Cuomo used to be your radio partner. Yes. Yes. Remember back when he was doing, what was it, Nightline or Good Morning America or The World, whatever that is at ABC. You know, before there was uh, Stephanopoulos, all four foot two of himself that you can barely see, there was pretty boy Chris Cuomo. And I remember he was in limbo. He didn't have a TV job yet, although that's what he lusted for. There was no denying it. And the vice president of programming, that was when Disney owned us said, you know, I want to team you up with Chris Cuomo in the uh, early afternoons before drive time from 3 to 5. Oh, let's, let's do it for a month. Let's see how it goes. Very affable, very nice. I told him about talk radio. He listened intently. Uh, all the girls were for toots uh, about Chris, you know, in, in, the, in the newsroom everywhere. Oh, Chris, could you flex your bicep and tricep? Gee, do you have nipple rings like your brother Andrew? That was back then. Yeah, I don't know. There must have been something that was was floating out there amongst femme fatales that the Cuomos were like freaks. They had nipple rings. But anyway, put that aside. I never. He had no opinions back then because he said, I'm a TV news guy. I can't have opinions. That's the way I've been trained. Okay. So it didn't work out. Although he was affable, he was nice. Look, I've had more radio partners than I've had ex-wives, right? And I can tell you horror stories about some of them. But Chris was okay. Stand-up guy. In fact, a few times people were taking shots at me, on and he actually intervened. He did an intervention. And, you know, because he was talking about how I had attacked his father as Mario Faccia Bruto Cuomo and how I had done, you know, the Andrew salute. Andrew, ascendeme to you, provinos facci. And he had a good belly laugh, and he actually insulated me from criticism. He goes, I think that's funny. And then I heard him earlier on his serious, ser- what do they call that, a serious broadcast, whatever it is. Serious XM show. What the hell? This is what he had to say. You know this already. Uh, It hurts to even say it. Uh, It's embarrassing. But I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean it. 
It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. Wow. That was humble. He did that with a lot of humility. And coming from me, who've been down on my knee pads all the times, I've had to apologize for dumb things I've done in my life. That was believable. Okay, I understand a lot of you are always say, hey, Curtis, don't get suckered in to the Cuomo web here, the spider's web. But he said that with a lot of humility. He was humble. And I said to myself, I'm listening to myself. I'm hearing the advice of the consigliere of mine, John Katsimatidis. What was, was time to move on, make amends. We all got to work together here. Familia. Familia. We're a family. And he was. He was... He was a member of our WABC family, the life of a Titsi fly. When you think about, you know, this is the 100th anniversary, WJC, Newark. Tomorrow I'll go through the whole spiel about that because nobody else really knows about it. We're jocks here, a talk show. They know nothing about this. I, I know. I'm going to Newark tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. But anyway, said to myself, as much as he's not on the wall of fame outside of our studios and as we celebrate the 100th anniversary, and we should bust our buttons and bridges with pride, he was a member of the WABC family all of our titsy flies life. So maybe I humble myself. I show some humility. Nobody was a fiercer critic of Andrew Cuomo and Christopher, Chris Cuomo Fredo. Then me. I was protesting, remember, outside of the studios of CNN in the Hudson Yards, which is a ghost town, which could be turned into mausoleums. There's nobody there. I had uh, I had bumper stickers, Cuomo must go, CNN fire, Cuomo. Hey, look, I was. you all know that, ladies and gentlemen, because I said, what are, you, I said, what are you doing out there? You're running for mayor. I said, because this is vengeance. This is a blood feud. I got to settle scores with the Cuomos. And I know they were on the ropes. And now Andrew is out, right? And Chris is out. They're in that compound, and they're listening. I know they're listening. I know they're listening. Hey, wouldn't you be up all night, right? You could have been president. You could have had the number one TV talk show in America. And now, look, you're stuck on a compound with El Capitan, the husky dog of Andrew that nips at everybody. And you're taking that ship to shore, a yacht out there and fishing for Marlin. I don't know what they do all day. And then I was listening to Greg Kelly the other day. And a light bulb went off, a GE light bulb, not one that is friendly towards the environment, 100 watt, I might add. And I heard one of these rat callers. They say rats out there. They eat Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah. You know, they listen, they listen, then they want to drop dime on me. But in this case, they were dropping dime on the other Chris, Christopher Hahn, but then roping me into it with Greg Kelly. We had um, a substitute uh, host over the Thanksgiving weekend. He said uh, Ashley Babbitt. That was his words, not mine. Ashley Babbitt. He was answering a question. He was a domestic terrorist, and she deserved to be killed. Oh, geez. Who no. said that? Who said that? No, Chris Hung. 
I who? Don't know if you know oh that man, guy. they had him in there. They, was he substituting had, on my show? Yeah, he, he's he was substituting your show, and and what bothered me a lot was that that Curtis Lee was with him, and he had nothing to say. He had absolutely All right. nothing. Now listen, to say. Now, now listen, hold on, hold just I, I, a quick pause. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let. What? Wait, 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 wait. Now listen. Yes. I like Curtis. He's a good guy. We don't agree on everything, all right? Thank you, Greg. That rat caller. I know they're rats. They listen to me. They listen to... And by the way, Chris Hahn and me went on Saturdays from 3 to 5. We did not substitute for Greg Kelly. So this guy was already a cock out on You could tell he was trying to fuel problems. And he continued... Oh, yeah, he continued. So what is your question okay. for me? All right, my question to you is, would this, would this piece of crap say the same thing if Ashley Babbitt was black? Probably not. I know, no. I yeah. know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But, yeah, that, yeah. And he, and, 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 and a 77 WABC gives a, a somebody. Hey, calm like down. Hey, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. John, every yeah. now and then, if you listen to talk radio, you're going to hear something that you disagree with, all right? So don't talk about 77 WABC giving a platform or anything like that, because that's what the left does. They hear one thing they don't like, and you know what they try to do? They, they, go, they go to Congress, and they try to get an entire cable system pulled off the air. I, you know, you're smart enough. There's lots of content here that you agree with. It's designed to get people thinking and talking. I don't agree with it, but you know what? He's got the right to say it. You got the right to call in and complain to him, but I, I just don't like the direction you're going here. Do you know what I mean, John? I mean, leave yeah. leave the radio station out of it. You rat, John. But bravo, bravo, Fortissimo, Greg Kelly. Stellar defense of free speech, WABC. The fact that we do have diversity. Stellar, stellar. That's why I love listening to Greg Kelly. Monday through Fridays from one uh, fifteen to 3 o'clock, right before my Kumbadichich, uh, Rudy Giuliani. It's become my favorite program here. I mean, the boys in the morning, uh, Bernard and Sid, they're the franchise. But, uh, I mean, Kelly's really doing great. But the rats, they wouldn't stop. You see, the Parmesan cheese was out. Too bad I didn't put the traps out. I mean, how many hours? How many hours have I, have we... You and me, I know you specifically. You call in a lot. We have a mind meld on a lot of these issues. And the one time you hear something, to, I, I will say it's disgusting from Chris Hahn, the way he spoke about Ashley Babbitt. You know, you're going to say, and WABC, I mean, come on. Let's let's make it. This is one of those things where I want you to make it personal. All right. I want you to personally hold it against Chris Hahn or whatever his name was, who was uh, who was uh, substituting. John, I thank you. Okay. That rat, John. But it didn't stop. Didn't stop. I mean, you would figure, right? When do these people sleep, right? What else do they do in their lives? But they're intent on monitoring WABC to hear everything that Chris Hahn and Curtis Sliwa are saying. Here's another. I know you spoke about Chris Hahn already the other day. Uh, being on with Curtis, I had called up. I just can't believe... Curtis never corrected him for all the false allegations. He's he's his instigator. To me, he's one of the people that's starting all this trouble, Chris Hahn. I, uh, I just can't believe nobody smacked his teeth out. Yet, well, seriously. number one, we don't smack people's teeth out when we disagree with them. All right? All right? Right? Right, Peter? 
No, I can't get you to commit to nonviolence. Come on, beat him with your ideas and your words. You're not going to smack his mouth out. Yeah, but they they like every time I call Chris on, he if you start bringing call on Maryland things, he just hangs up on you. Well, I'm known to do yeah, the same thing. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant again, defending diversity, free speech, brilliant, and he wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, the Mahatma Gandhi Peace Prize, because he said he wouldn't smack out your teeth, even though I'll punch your nose right down your schnoz. Don't give me that Mahatma Gandhi Peace Prize. But the rats, they wouldn't stop, right? It was John, you heard the other rat. And then, finally, out of frustration, Greg Kelly hearing all the rats come out of their holes to rat out Chris Hahn and to rat out me. He just, he said something that he's going to regret. All right, yeah, that Chris Hahn guy, that's his whole brand, coming on and making everybody mad. <laughs> that's kind of what he does. He calls himself the aggressive progressive. Uh, well, watch your mouth. <laughs> Just, I mean, all right, look, um, yes, I've met him. He's actually a pretty nice guy in normal life, uh, but then you, uh, you you put a microphone in front of him, and he just uh, annoys everybody. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do, all right? Uh, hey, every now and then I take a day off. You see, i got to reach Greg. We didn't substitute for the one day that Greg Kelly took off for Thanksgiving. I did by myself. So you see, the callers are so programmed to hating, despising, loathing Chris Hom that they're attaching him onto me as if he is the new South African coronavirus strain. You know how it attaches onto cells. Like a suction cup. So because of that, Greg says, I'm never going to take a day off again. No, no, it wasn't Chris Hahn with me. It was just me. You see what some of these callers do? They try to create trouble. They try to throw gasoline on the fire. But it, it was food for thought for me. Because it hearkened me back to what Chris Cuomo had said. Could I hear Chris Cuomo on his radio broadcast? Because compare the rage towards Chris Hahn and the humility and the humbleness of the now defrocked Fredo. You know this already. Uh, it hurts to even say it. Uh, it's embarrassing. But I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. How about I do this? Since... Uh John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis were kind enough to bring me back after I lost the mayoral election. I'm on Saturdays from 3 to 5, two hours. I do a two-hour show with Chris Hahn on Sunday. No, excuse me, Saturdays 2 to 4, excuse me, 2 in the afternoon to 4. Got to check my lineup card, right? It's probably made up by Aaron Boone, who should have been fired. But anyway, that's a discussion for Curtis Lee with Super Sports Spectacular. So then on Sunday, 3 to 5, I'm on with Chris Hahn. And then I'm on from 9 at night to 1 before I pass off the 50,000 powerful watch of sound to Frank Morano. 
out of humility and being humble. Should I suggest to John Katzmatidis that we throw a lifeline to Fredo, to Chris, and that he join me on Saturdays from 2 to 4? I mean, look, he is a part of the WABC family. This is the 100th anniversary. He had the life of a titsy fly here. For one month, he was paired with me. And on those occasions when callers would vociferously attack me and 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 question him and say, how could you sit in that room with this guy who is called your father, Mario Faccia Bruta Como, and called your brother, Andrew Evil Eyes Como? And he did an intervention, and he laughed, and he said, I found that funny. We know he didn't. We know he didn't. But he defended my radio honor, and I will never forget that. So I ask all of you, because you're all armchair program directors, you know, if you could program uh, WABC, you all have ideas. And we are looking for some diversity here, but we're not going too far, you know, like leave Chris Hahn on his own. Are you crazy? That's like, uh, that's like ammonia and bleach. He'll self-destruct. And we would certainly not leave Chris Cuomo alone. But I'm a human piñata. I'm a masochist. I have been teamed with more people in talk radio since it was invented years ago in the 50s. Talk radio, not radio, but talk radio. How about I show humility? I be humble. I I say to John Katzmatidis, John, you know the Cuomos because he knows everybody. He knows everybody. And they may not be willing to talk to me now. I understand that. I'm probably one of the reasons that Andrew is no longer governor and Chris is now Fredo back at the compound, no longer on the Cuomo National Network. Should I suggest to John, you know, what are the Greeks? What do they give you? What's that, that olive leaf? I've never given that out before, you know, other than my concession speech, uh, you know, to Eric Adams, who called me a racist, a fraud. A buffoon, a clown. Should I offer the olive leaf or the olive branch or whatever they call that to Chris Cuomo and have him join me Saturdays from 2 to 4? I leave it to you, the armchair program directors here at WABC. This is really your station. That's why John Katzmatidis saved it. He bought it before we had fallen into the abyss. Contribute. This is your opportunity to be the program director here. What you want is what I will do. Huh. It's the last time I'll ever say that. Remember, I've been offered a 30-year no-cut contract, which means if I live long enough to 97, I'll be here on WABC, my place to be, always broadcasting Curtis, 1-800-848-9222. Should I team up with Chris Cuomo Saturdays from 2 to 4 in the afternoon on WABC? That's 1-800-848-WABC. W-A-B-C. Hey! 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 My dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever! It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. 911, what's your emergency? That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. <laughs> Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. 
aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Hey, it's Jersey Joe Piscopo for La Pastaria. And I love that home-cooking Italian family feeling. You know that. Like I'm at my mom's or grandma's house. Well, that's exactly what the Angelo family has in La Pastaria, delivering generations of unique recipes prepared just for you. The family brought the recipes from Naples, Italy, for La Pastaria, an icon of home-style Italian dining. They are in Red Bank and Summit, New Jersey, serving home-style Italian cuisine. Welcome to the family. Go to LaPastaria.org. We'll see you at La Pastaria. Rudy Giuliani. I want to talk about something right here is on. Affecting you and me. America's mayor. The mayor of New York City. Rudy Giuliani. Is here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCRadio.com. If your pain keeps you up past the other side of midnight, make Montclair Physical Therapy your first choice instead of your last resort. Call 212-684-9098. A recent study says 40% of extremity pain comes from the spine. So you want the most experienced, certified McKenzie Method doctor in the tri-state like Todd Edelson at Montclair Physical Therapy. With offices in New York and New Jersey, go to MontclairPhysicalTherapy.com. Call 212-684-9098. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Come join Join the Joan Hamburg Show every Sunday starting at 2 o'clock. We bring you the best guests, the best information, whether it's where to eat, what to buy, or how to take care of your health. Remember, Sundays, 2 o'clock, the Joan Hamburg Show. Joan Hamburg, Sundays at 2 p.m. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You know, we talk about life change, right? It was a time in my life that I picked up and I left AM 970, the answer. I was doing morning drive. And at the time, uh, Jerry Crowley, who ran the show there, was cursing me to the high heavens. How could you do this? To come back to ABC, WABC, my place to be, always broadcasting Curtis. I was there for four years. And I just had to leave. Cursed me out. But then Joe Piscopo was hired to be the morning guy. And you know the rest of the story. Now he's on both stations. And we have forgiven and forgotten. And if I see Jerry Crowley now, he hugs me. Well, he's got to stop with that uh, high karate, you know, and that uh, Old Spice cologne. Man, I gag. All this, It's like we're, we're synergistic. Synergistic? <laughs> it's not like gestation, is it? Anyway, the point is. We forgave one another. We get along now. We were bitter enemies at that time. So maybe it's time for life change with me and the Cuomos. And I could easily see John Katzmatidis, our owner-operator, acting as the peacemaker and making the shidduch to have me and Chris Cuomo on together Saturdays from 2 to 4. Put that aside for a second. Because the life change might have to come while having life change tea. Oh, yeah. Because before there can be change, there has to be cleansing. You got to get rid of all the anger, the anger, the anger that I have deep within the caverns of my soul. Let's face it. I'm not a very peaceful guy. But life change tea, which gives you that gentle daily cleanse. 
can relieve you of all that stress and tension that leads to anger, that you want to give people concrete facials, which I really do. I just stop myself. But Life Change Tea is all natural and non-GMO. One package will last you a whole month. And Life Change Tea is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code FRANK. And you don't, it's not COD, it's free shipping. When's the last time you had anything COD, right, from the U.S. Postal Service that'll take like nine years for that package to get there? And by the way, how come they don't all have to be vaccinated? Oh, why am I not sticking to the script here? So don't miss out. Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Wherever you go, go, go with 77 WABC. Go, go! This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. Hey, ching-a-ding-ching. It's Dominic the Donkey. Ah, Dominic Carter's theme song here at WABC. Hey, look, he grew up in the Throg's Neck Projects, right? The cuisines were all there along the neck. East Tremont, hanging out at Tommy's. You know, I like Tommy's. A slice, you know, they look at me like they, I fornicate me. They mad dog me. I talk about their pizza all the time, best in the Bronx. And do I get any respect? Of course not. But should John Katsimatidis do this shit? Matchmake. Put me and Chris Cuomo back together for the 100th anniversary of WABC. We were on together for a month, three to five, Monday through Fridays. And then he just, he couldn't, he didn't have an opinion back then because he was still loving to do TV. They're not going to let him do TV anymore, right? I think we can all agree that. They're not going to let him do TV. Let's go to Francine in Queens. What's your opinion on this? Yes, Francine. How are you, Curtis? I'm going to let you slide on that because you know my rules and regs, but... Because I'm going to be humble and show some humility, which is something I never do, I'm going to give you some slack. Go ahead, Francine. Fine. I think you should give the olive branch. Now, should it be the Greek olive branch or the Italian olive branch? Baby, it's got to be the Italian. Now, why? Why do you think I should uh, have... I think it would be good news. I think it would be good conversation. I think... A lot of people ask him questions about why he did a certain thing. And I, I think as it also, it's where you work that sometimes the employees have to behave a certain way. Even though they may not believe they're getting a salary, they got to make a living, and they got to do what they got to do to survive. But well, uh, well, if he was to be on your show, or both of you, I think it would be good radio. So I think it would be good conversation to the public. Francine, when he did interventions in that month that he was on with me, two hours a day, five days a week, and people were screaming at him for sitting next to me since I had disparaged his father, Mario, and his uh, brother, older brother, Andrew, and he protected me. When they call up and they scream at him, should I do an intervention and protect him too? Sure, but I'd be one of those callers to find out why he 
was so cruel to Trump. All right. This is, How's that? that is it now. I mean, there's a lot of information that wow. he could maybe give your listeners wow. why now, things were the way they were on his side. Now, this is so interesting because you're a, a hardcore Trumper, right, Francine? Uh, yeah, I am. And I you could despise. You, Listen, right, Curtis, could, if I could just say this. Yes. I'm registered as a Democrat, but I am so ashamed. And I, right now, if when I can, I am going to change over to Republican because just shame on them. They're doing nothing for the people in America. Nothing whatsoever. Francine, we need you desperately in New York City. We could fit all the Republicans registered into a uh, closet. I mean, it's great in other parts of the country, great upstate, but <laughs> in New York City, <laughs> it's like me and my shadow. Hardcore Trumper, you heard it from the lips of Francine. You couldn't have been any more anti-Trump than the Cuomo brothers, right? They were like a tag team. Ventilators! Ventilators! He gave you the freaking ventilators. Times two. And you had them in a storage facility in New Jersey. Already squirreled away, you schmuck. But No, no. Let me, sh- let me be humble. Let me show humility. Let's go to Bruce in uh, Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, what do you think about this idea, Bruce? Able-minded people want Chris Cuomo with you. The fail Marys, they can have him. So they won't have him. So I agree with you completely. You you want him. Chris Hahn, let him go to the fail Marys. All right, but remember, we're not going to toss Chris Hahn to the WABC Wolves. No, we're not going to do that because the wolf back out there would rip him limb from limb. Uh, he will be on with me. You got to listen uh, on Sundays, three to five, and catch it on the podcast. Remember, we understand you can't always listen, but you, you, you have no excuse because they're podcasts at wabcradio.com. So, no, he's the aggressive progressive. So then on Saturday, when I'm on two to four now, imagine, you know, our owner operator, John Katsimatidis, has put together the most eclectic group of peoples that you, you hear his program at night at five. They, he has people in here would normally be ripping out their larynxes, you know, like, like, like tigers and bears. And oh my, he, he does the shit up. He, he, he's friends with all. I don't know how he does it because half these people, you know, I'd have, uh, I'd have the shiv right underneath the eighth rib. They'd bleed out. 1-800-848. Nine two two two. Wow! Look at these emails. Look at the tweets. What? There's an overwhelming consensus that I should team up with Fredo on Saturdays from two to four. What? There's like almost nobody negative to the idea. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. They must just like to see me tortured. Two hours with Chris on, on Sunday. Give me another two hours with Chris Cuomo as the predecessor on Saturday. Let's go to Amir in Boston. Your turn to be heard on this, Amir. Chris, listen to me. You have to do this. Uh, convince your boss. Because, number one, you remember you and Ron Kuby started this way, and it was great. But Ron Kuby was so far to the left, he's going to fall off the earth. Chris Cuomo, he's a moderate Democrat and a sure, real intellect. And I'm sorry to say, I love you, uh, but he can school you 
about Trump. What a phony Neanderthal he was. And he ain't no Frankie Russo. Another uh, goomba, whatever he is. But you got to do this, Curtis. Please, okay? Uh, let me see. We have so far emails that have come in, about 12. Not, not, not an avalanche, but it's mezzi, mezzi, poco, poco. Ten say yes to Chris Cuomo being on with me Saturdays from 2 to 4. Two say no. And also get rid of that Chris Hahn on Sundays. Okay. Well, you knew there was some animus out there. We knew there was some angst. But that's not too bad for WABC. I mean, think about it. This is a uh, a network generally, when you look at our vast lineup, that isn't all that accepting of the Chris Hans of the world, especially our listeners and Chris Cuomo, now that Fredo is uh, on the shelf. Fired. Got the scarlet letter on. He's never going to be on TV again. Come on, let's face it. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. God. Just think. Let's go to Sean in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Sean. Yes, sir. First of all, why isn't anyone talking about uh, the Wuhan lab, okay? This was an attack on the world, and it came from China, just like it did uh, with uh, December 7th. And if you know your history, you know what happened on December 7th. They attacked us on purpose with this virus. That's number one. Number two, what happened in Wisconsin is not a tragedy. It was done on purpose. It was an attack. He ran those people over, and no one should be celebrating Christmas. Everyone should be in the streets screaming about what that animal did by driving into those poor, innocent people who did nothing to him, but all he was was full of hate, and no one's talking about it. Not one news channel is talking about that piece of garbage. Sean, 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 we need to give him radio Prozac. Madonna, why? The guy's going to bust his uh, blood vessels. There's anger there, a lot of anger. He's right. I mean, look, he's right. Brooks. You know, you would think like, oh, a wayward boy, you know, listen to him without a father, you know, in the heart of the hood in Milwaukee. What would you expect a guy to do? What? Get into an SUV and mow over all those grandmas and then find out he was an adherent to the black Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites? The same ones who mowed down the Satmar in Jersey City on Martin Luther King Boulevard? Uh, 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 uh. Now he's getting me angry. He's got me off on track. Let's go to Corey in Rockland County. Corey, I'm calming myself down. I want to get back to this idea of an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth is not good. we got to put aside our differences and go New Testament, peace, love, and happiness, and matching me up with Chris Cuomo on Saturdays from 2 to 4. What say you, Corey? I say uh could be very interesting. I think... uh you know, you guys got to do your your behind the scenes thing, uh, contract, uh, maybe no contract to see where that goes because uh, you know it could uh, it could be not something that's so great. Uh, I mean, ratings aren't everything, but they are something. And and to my point with the ratings is that 
what you explained. Uh, how many years ago was it that uh, you and him worked together? I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't actually know. Was well, this is back. Uh, remember, he had been a correspondent at ABC TV, then uh, National TV, Good Morning uh, America, and then I believe Nightline. He was in between gigs. Right. Uh, and uh, our vice president of programming at that time said, hey, you know, right. we've, we've teamed up, Curtis, uh, with Jesus Christ and the devil. I mean, they, the panoply. I worked with everybody. I, and they and, said, and yeah, and they said, let's try Chris Cuomo. Nice guy. He just, at that point, he would not state an opinion because he was the classic journalist at that time. Right. And, I, and, and, and as I keep hearing that from you, I think that's great. Uh, to put him with you now, and let's see where he is. I think he chased the clout, so to speak. Uh, you know, I think he was playing the part. I mm, think he was doing mm, mm. all of this stuff, the 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 weightlifting with the they said the fake ninety pound dumbbells and and all the props and 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 all that. And you know, money they say is the root of all evil. Uh, you know, and not it's not just always that it's. You got to stay relevant. So, so, so Corey, this might be the way it is for a lot of the um, characters on uh, talk TV. Like I had told the story of Tucker Carlson, who I knew well at MSNBC, he asked me to uh, cover for him for a week to substitute. He and his family were going on vacation. That's when he was uh, a moderate, almost liberal, and he said, "Curtis, don't alienate my audience with that conservative stuff." And my first interview was with the radio talk show at the time, Rachel Maddow, who probably mm. remembers that interview to this day. It like melted mm. down MSNBC. Now he's a raving conservative libertarian. So, mm -hmm. so maybe because it's the real estate. If the real estate is MSNBC, you better be liberal and progressive. If you're on the real estate of Fox News Channel, you better be conservative and well, you better be a Trumper. Well, most people don't like to push that envelope and be different. People want to join the cool club ah. and not and not start their own cool club. Ah. You understand? Or at least stand outside of the cool club and say, hey, you guys are cool. But guess what? I'm over here. Either way, it could be something very, very interesting. Wow. Cool, Daddy-O. Cool, Daddy-O. Would, would Dad, although Andrew never called him Dad, always called him Mario. Chris, though, Fredo showed some respect, said he would, he would say, he would say to Andrew, Dad, you know, Dad. And Andrew would then say, oh, you mean Mario. The guy would never call his father, daddy, pops. Always call him Mario. Something wrong there. I mean, I'm not a shrink. But something wrong when you're not going to refer to your father's daddy, pops. Well, we haven't gotten any negative calls on this idea. I'm showing the humble side of me, which I never knew existed. It's like a female side of me. Who knew that existed, right? They say we all have it. I'm not interested in finding that part of me. Forgive and forget. I've never forgiven. Have I ever forgotten? No. I've been Old Testament. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Vengeance be mine. I've thought more like Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. Blood feud, vendetta. And yet look at me now. Could this happen? So Fredo is in exile with his brother, Andrew Evilized Cuomo in the Hamptons. Others who are in exile there, Charlie Rose, I hated him, loathed him, despised him.
on the PBS show, you said, I don't believe that the guy he's ordered you to be shot. I think you're making it all up. Hey, schmuck, you putz. There were four trials about that. But then the other guy was in exile out there. I got along with great Matt Lauer. Remember today's show? Just turned out he was freaky deaky, right? But I remember Matt Lauer. He was originally uh, on cable there in Westport, Connecticut, you know, the local uh, cable. And then I saw him on the stage in Nine Broadcast Plaza. Richard Bay was in a contractual disagreement with the Superstation. And uh, there were three people, three three groups uh, competing to replace him because they, they claim, oh, we're going to fire Richard Bay. Who was the best host of Nine Broadcast Plaza? There was... Uh, uh, pretty boy Matt Lauer from West Point. There was me and Lisa at the time. This is while uh, we were um, on the radio right here at WABC. We were auditioning for that. Uh, and then it's one other. Just trying to think uh, myself. Uh, New Jersey. Adubato. Steve Adubato. So there were the three of us. Yeah, the Adubatos, you know, the father from Bloomfield Ave, North, uh, North Ward, New Jersey. So there were the three of us. And ultimately, Richard Bay came back. But they were planning on not hiring Steve Adubato. He was already a contributor at Channel 9. Uh, Matt Lauer, they wanted Matt Lauer. They didn't want me and Lisa because we were already fighting. Our marriage was already falling apart. Uh, and you know the rest of the story. Matt Lauer ended up at NBC. And then the Today Show, and then perved himself right out of that show. But he's in exile in the Hamptons. Charlie Rose had Udiscraziata. And then the two Cuomos. So should we, should John Katzmanitidis throw him the lifeline and hook him up with me on Saturdays from 2 to 4? Well, Cuomo's got plenty of dope, plenty of scatterol, plenty of shimoles. He was like, what, making $6 million, uh, a year? As the uh, pretty boy face of the uh, Cuomo National Network, he's not worried about debt or deficit, but I sure am. And I know the rest of you, most of you are, and our country should be. You see how these Democrats and Republicans, they keep raising the, the, the debt ceiling, the deficit ceiling. It's going to cripple fiscally, if not our children, our children's children. But it's unsustainable. And President Joe Biden out of the box is a dollar short and a day late on a lot of things. So he's just made it worse. So there's a cause and effect here. It's causing inflation to skyrocket. So if your money is sitting in a traditional retirement account, it's getting eaten up, gobbled up right under your nose. Gold and precious metals offers a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, <laughs> you really think Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, or Chris or Andrew Cuomo got to worry about a retirement account? Hell no. Andrew's already getting his pension. How dare they? Well, for you, you should go to Legacy Precious Metals. Remember when the stock market crashed 2008? How many people smartened up and put their investments in gold and saw huge gains and avoided the financial collapse of others? 
This is why gold should be part of every wise investor's portfolio. And Legacy is the company you can trust. Get a pad and pen and write it down, if not for yourself, someone you know, even for your kids who are growing up. Because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit Legacy. PMinvestments.com. That's legacy. PMinvestments.com. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall... The most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He's got a red nose had a because shiny nose. he's had a little too much gin, right? He's got rum rouge. That's what they call rum rouge. See, you don't know what that song means. I know. Got to do a deep dive. Red nose means your veins are like exploding on your nose, like former Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan and former Governor Hugh Carey. They had the uh, rum rouge and the Jake leg. You know, one step forward, two steps backwards. They had a flask, always full. Before 12 noon, if you lit a match in the room with those two guys, you'd all be blasted the kingdom come. That's why Rudolph had a red nose. He was half in the bag. So you play, you play a song like that, huh? Hey, you can't fool me. I'm a street guy. By the way, I never saw any reindeer running around the streets of Canarsie or East New York because the Bananos or the Lucchese's would have whacked them. You know, what he claimed, hey, we went hunting for deer. Yeah, upstate New York after we had to take care of some business. Some guy said, hey, get your shine box. We took care of him. Anyway, let's go to Vincenzo in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Vincenzo. How you doing, guys? I just want to tell you about the Chris Cuomo thing. Mr. Catamides, he ain't going to come on the show because of his... He's just, uh, he's an egotistical type of guy. Oh, that's perfect for talk radio. Thing. No, I mean, think, think, Vincenzo. I think it'd be a fantastic thing. I mean, but who isn't an egotistical maniac who's on WABC? Let's be honest. But the Cuomo's are. Yeah, but I'm saying everybody else is here. Now, you don't think Sid Rosenberg is an egotistical oh, maniac? Sid is Sid. Sid is Sid, Mr. Botox. Uh, and I, and I... I listen to them guys in the morning. Great, great show. It's the franchise here at WABC. You don't think Greg Kelly? You don't think Greg Kelly has an oversized Uh, ego? I uh, Greg Kelly's. I listen to him on uh, Newsmax at seven o'clock at night. Oh, but you got to you got to listen in the afternoon. Oh no, I do. He's at his best. I can't listen. No, no, you get it on the podcast, Vincenzo. The podcast. The podcast. One one fifteen in the afternoon, oh, no, right yeah, after. I got it all set up. Okay, all right. But no, it. Craig is definitely good. So you, you so I'm you think about, what I'm saying about Chris is is like he's 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 clutching, clawing right now. He was fired and not really fired, as they say, from CNN. He's but he's drowning. Leave. He's drowning. He's drowning. Oh yes, he is. So you know now, say Mr. Katsimides reaches out to him. Well, throws him, a, throws him a lifeline, gives him an opportunity to get back into business. You know? Exactly. 
he's so big, you know. Uh, and I didn't want to call him that name from The Godfather. <laughs> hey, Fredo. Look, hey, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vincenzo. Yeah. Uh, Frank Morano, who used to be my producer at AM 970, the answer actually remembered a segment I did with uh, Chris Cuomo when he was a guest of mine on the morning program there in which he admitted he was Fredo 10 years before he got all bent oh, out of well, shape. Well, maybe he thought it was a, a compliment. Well, for him, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, he uh, said he they said didn't, that they you, didn't put him on. Andrew didn't take him on the, the boat yet. <laughs> oh, that's right. But anyway, did you hear some of the tapes that Tish James, like uh, uh, Assange, Julian Assange, has been dropping? It's a form of WikiLeaks. Uh, in the in the oh, video, yes, they did. yeah, in the video. Yes, uh, in fact, Chris Cuomo was like very humble. He said, "You know, my my brother would make fun of me. He would call me effeminate." Just like Fredo was in The Godfather, right? He was a feminine. Well, you know, like like you mentioned before about the dad and uh, the other guy calling him Mario. You call your father your dad, your pop. Your yeah, you, know, you never call him by his name. Yeah, <laughs> and when you said that, I was like. My kid, my, it, it, that reminds me. The other day, my youngest son, Hunter, I'm sitting there in a diner of all places, a freaking diner. Uh, he wants a slice of, excuse me? And I said good food. Uh, no, he just wanted cake. You know, big slab of uh, chocolate cake. They had good chocolate cake. And I asked for the simple, you know, the slice of lemon mar- mar- meringue pie that's been in the, you know, the little uh, container there for probably the last 10 years. And they said that with all the shortages in America, there's a shortage on lemon meringue pie. They didn't have any. <laughs> Did you believe that? You go to your local diner, the one thing they always have is lemon meringue pie. Yeah, well, they got to have the Boston cream, too. <laughs> no, 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 no. You yeah. see, I yeah, hate... There's be a shortage on that, too. Vincenzo, I hate everything Boston. I hate Boston baked beans. I, I hate know, Boston I cream pie, the Red Sox, Boston Bruins. They were the last guys. I hate to say this kind of thing, but they, they were the last ones to have a black player. <laughs> That's true. And, and they were racist to the core. Oh yeah. Let's not forget that for all you, you all of you traditors out there, you're rocking uh, the Red Sox cap because you're saying, "Hey, Poppy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's all roided up, like a Roy." Yeah, Bill Russell told a story about that. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, well, you know, let me tell you a story about Bill Russell and also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? AKA, as he used to be called, Lou Alcindor. Ooh, he, Lou Alcindor. That's right, when he played for Power Memorial there on the west side, the Christian Brothers. Of course, of course. I'm in Seattle organizing the Guardian Angels. I'm at a forum downtown. And I think it was at that particular time, the L.A. Lakers were in to play the Seattle, Seattle team at that time. And he was in the lobby and would not sign autographs. There were kids coming up to him wouldn't sign autographs. And Bill Russell, although I never saw him, Apparently was the same way. Would not sign autographs. Now, you're saying to yourself, why wouldn't you sign a freaking kid's autograph? What do you think? It's going to go up on eBay? At that time. <laughs> no. Exactly. No, it's because, you know, there's some of them out there. They have all the skills that God could give an athlete. They're treated like Roman gods, you know. They don't have to pay for a meal. They come in a restaurant. It's all on the cuff. You know, Mr. Russell, Mr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Lou Alcindor. 
Everything's on the house. Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, Joe DiMaggio, everything's on the house. The grumpiest group of guys you ever want to know. And I, I guess I'm uh, I'm a... I'm a crabby crumb cake too, right? I'm not talking about Entenmann's crumb cake here. A crabby crumb cake. But up next, uh, I got some updates for you uh, on the vaxes. You know, for the South African, whatever, what do they call that variant? And, <laughs> and we got to talk about how you had Occupy Wall Street, right, in Zuccotti Park. You had Occupy City Hall, that Udiscrazia, and. We had another Occupy situation tonight, and it had to do with the vaccine passport. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Can't wait. Is this uh, the time I get to do the normal Frank Morano denouncements where I get to denounce everybody under the sun, including Frank himself? Is it, is this the day? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. We do denunciations on Fridays. Denunciations. I call it denouncements. Is that the same thing? The same yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. Really? It's All essentially right. the uh, same thing. Because i got to have my own slant on that. things. you got to understand that. Uh, you know, he calls it what? Denunciations? I call it denouncements. Uh, you sure I can't do it now? It, I mean, sure, if you want. If no, you want. no, I, I see this list of things to do from the boss hog of WABC, brand new program director, the new Jack Matt Meany. No sense of you, my, my dad. Just stick to the script. So denouncements, a.k.a. denunciations tomorrow, this time, right? Okay. If I'm still alive. Well, you never know. I could get hit by a cab. <laughs> right? Most people say, you know, I could walk outside of the studio and get hit by a cab. The over-under point spread is with me. It could happen. And it already has. Three days before the election. Well, let's focus. Oh, that's right. There is the benchmark here, the uh, Atlantic City report. Uh, my way of doing it is which corrupt mayor is in uh, the House uh, in Atlantic City now who's probably going to be arrested because it's just an assembly line of corrupt politicians down there. I have a feeling that's not what Frank Morano talks about. He probably talks about his passion being a degenerate gambler. And since I was in Chinatown earlier today, joining the Chinese Americans from the Fuchan part of southern China, who were objecting uh, to uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, part-time mayor, dope from Park Slope, in addition to Eric Adams, brand-new mayor-elect, wanting to shove a homeless shelter at 91 East Broadway in what was a Chinese hotel before the lockdown and pandemic. But now they become friends of de Blasio and Eric An- Allen. They made those, uh, excuse me, Eric Allen, <laughs> the former running back. No, I can't even say his name. You know, I got to be nice, right? Even though he called me a racist. He called me a clown. He said I was a buffoon, a liar. Ah, let bygones be bygones, right? That's what John Katsimatidis told me. 
But anyway, uh, continuing on the policy of de Blasio, which is shoving homeless shelters in every community. But the Chinese Americans, the only community that back me lock, stock and barrel in the election in every assemblymanic district in the city. I joined them in denouncing and doing a denunciation of the LLC. You know, they always hide behind an LLC, the owners there. Meantime, they bundle money, give it to de Blasio. Now they gave it to Eric Adams. So they want to shove a homeless shelter in there, even though they want to put the community jail in there too and destroy Chinatown as we know it. Over my dead body, I will continue my mission even though I'm not mayor. But I digress. So we're going to be talking, uh, they call it the AC report. It's a benchmark. I got a lot to talk, and I hope this guy, uh, Michael Traeger, can answer about the perpetual systemic corruption in the political process of Atlantic City. Although I don't think that's what he normally talks about. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll give him that opportunity, Curtis Lee, with style. Right now, it's here. Ooh. Dr. Fauci was like, see, I told you, it's probably already here. Guess what? He was right. Apparently on November 22nd, some individual had returned from South Africa to Cali Cali and had brought with him the nefarious South African strain of coronavirus, of which I cannot pronounce, so I'm not even going to try to stumble and mumble like President Joe Biden with that and like half the people in talk radio and talk TV. So he was asked simple questions. Now that it's here, Gloria, Haliaski, hallelujah, are we going to survive? Do I have to put on three masks oh, and my depends at the same time? Calm down. Although, looking at Fauci lately, the way he answers questions, I'll bet you he's a depends man. No doubt about it. Listen to the tricknology coming out of clearly what is our national health czar, Fauci, who definitely loves Biden more than he loved President Donald Trump. Dr. Fauci, as you advise the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. But well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? Yeah, no, but that's a different issue. That's a different issue. How's that a freaking different issue? So let me get this straight. Um, wanting to sail on a jet plane or maybe take a hot air balloon and land somewhere in territorial U.S. of A. And I have to have my vaccine passport or they put me in Gitmo. Right? They put me in Gitmo. But if I come across the border illegally and I, I don't have a vaccine, that's it. It's okay. Come on in. Underlay, underlay, underlay. Come on in. Can I hear that again from Fauci? You see, how do they... It's the science! Follow the science, stupid! 
Dr. Fauci, as you advised the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country, does that include everybody? The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here. Well, what about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? You know, that's a different issue. <laughs> this guy's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. Am I right or wrong on Fauci? 1-800-848-9222. What a kakia down. What a Pinocchio. 1-800-848-WABC. And as we discuss the fact that it's here, ooh, it's here. Everyone is excited on talk TV, if you notice. Ooh, it's here. Oh, my God. While that was going on nationally and internationally, I was focused on what was happening locally. Because if you know, my claim to fame in talk radio is that I am live and local. I love live and local talk radio because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Nobody denies that. Were you aware that there was an Occupy Panera bread that went on today? Yes. See, look, the young huckleberries, the whippersnappers here, they're all stunned. Like, Occupy Panera bread? We love Panera bread. It's a franchise. It's part of a multinational corporation that is killing mom-and-pop restaurants. I'm sure Frank Morano would denounce all of you because, you know, he doesn't like those franchises. He doesn't like those multinational stores. This is what happened. Let me be the first to tell you. Because you think our mainstream media has covered what should have been the number one story of the day if Curtis Sliwa were the news director at, let's say, we'll call it WABCRadio.TV News. You see? They won't put me on video because of Frank Morano, right? Everybody else, oh, they can be lens lice here. I should do... An hour of news every day, Curtis Sliwa style. You never, ever see this kind of news on any kind of outlets. Were you aware that there was an Occupy Panera bread earlier today in Manhattan? Of course not. You were too busy. Oh, they lit up the Christmas tree. Ooh, I'll tell you about that, too. This is what happened. They were in Union Square Park, this group. And they got tired of uh, protesting, no justice, no peace. Who knows, demonstration du jour. They always gather up there. In union. And they said, we're hungry. Let's go to Panera Bread on 14th Street. He said, hey, you ever been there? Hey, my, my youngest son say swear by Panera Bread. I despise it, loathe it, hate it. Because it's a chain. It's a franchise restaurant. So Panera Bread is there. And they go in there, only four of them, only four, right? They don't want to sit down, you know, they want to maybe, you know, steal a little bit since they're part of no justice, no peace, you know, whatever the Antifa demonstrators wanted that uh, last night. And all of a sudden, 36 cops follow them into Panera. They're sitting down, they paid for their meal because, you know, you got to pay first. They go to their table. And then all of a sudden, somebody behind the counter has a brain fart and says, Oh, my God, we didn't ask them for their vaccine passports. So they go up to three of them who are able-bodied and one woman who's in a wheelchair who must have been like 82 years old. 
you know, she, she she's probably from the years of Dorothy Duke. Dorothy Day. Now I'm thinking Daisy Duke. You see what a perverted mind I have. Dorothy Day. The radical years. Dorothy Day was a socialist Roman Catholic who was pro-life. And so she's persona non grata now because she was pro-life. But anyway, I, I divert. So they're sitting there in Panera, and finally they said, don't you see we got a handicapped woman here in the wheelchair? Don't that the, it, it, is this Panera's? It's, it's the national position of the multinational corporation that wants to destroy every mom-and-pop restaurant, Panera Bread Incorporated, that you must show a vaccine passport or leave. So the four decided, no Panera Bread, we ain't leaving. And they copped a squad. And 36 cops from the NYPD came in. Now, 36 cops don't follow them when they're, you know, screaming, burn, loot, burn it down, you know, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. But how dare you not show your vaccine passport? We'll show you. So they arrested them. So remember in the annals of when the mayor or the cop did nothing. Remember Occupy Wall Street, right, right, Zuccotti Park? Bloomberg was the mayor. He did nothing for a month until Joe Esposito was in charge. I think he was a deputy chief of the department. They say, hey, Bloomberg, schmuck, it's time. You know, we turn on the power hoses. We get them. They all need a bath anyway in the shower. Then it was Occupy City Hall, right, and de Blasio and Dermot Shea and the Eagles next there. They did nothing. They watched all these... All these anarchists desecrate everything, and they were pooping everywhere. It didn't matter. Then after a month, finally, finally, they had to go home to their mommies and daddies. You know, they survive off a of blind trust. And now we have Occupy Panera Bread. And I want to expand it. There's one place that I really hate that's a chain, that's a franchise. It's a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi restaurant known as Olive Garden in Times Square. All of you who get bamboozled, can you imagine how many millennial and hipsters are going, Oh, we got to go to Olive Garden and get ripped off in Times Square because we get unlimited breadsticks. Unlimited breadsticks. No name, no brand breadsticks. Even the pigeons wouldn't eat the breadsticks. But all oh, the millennials and haps, oh, it's real Italian food. It's not Italian. What kind of a real Italian would go to Olive Garden? By the way, is there anyone out there who, who can tell me, can tell me they're exalted when they smell the aroma as they walk in the door of an Olive Garden? I know the one. Right off the Bell Parkway. You know, when you go into that huge Home Depot near the shopping center, not far from uh, Starrett City there. Oh, Olive Garden. <sighs> Unlimited breadsticks. Gee whiz. I could safely say, as a young guy, none of, the, none of my uh, friends has ever said willingly, let's go to Olive Garden. Olive Garden is not that good. <laughs> Wait a second. You've seen the promotion. All the breadsticks you can eat. Unlimited baskets of breadsticks. 
what kind of morons are all of you to get tricked by that? And they do. They line up outside of, oh, legitimate Italian food. If you're an Italian-American or even you have some Italian-American blood in you and you're even seen in an olive garden, you should take a crucifix and impale yourself right there on the spot. So I'm calling on all anarchists, all members of Antifa, Black Lives Matter that I'm at war with. If you're going to occupy Panera Bread, let's occupy Olive Garden in Times Square. Let's get it on before the ball drops. And let them dare ask you for your vaccine passports after you've eaten your eighth basket of breadsticks. Because they never serve you on time. You wait for them. See, this is the trick. They really don't want to serve you. Because the Italian food is bland. So they figure you'll fill up on these cheap breadsticks and you'll just go away. So they see you coming in and they say... They're not high rollers, but we can't ask them to leave because there are all kinds of federal rules and regulations. So this is what you do. Keep giving them breadsticks and keep giving them water. So they fill up their stomachs with all the cheap breadsticks that the pigeons wouldn't eat. And they keep drinking water and they'll just leave because we will take their order. We, we don't want to violate their civil rights, whatever group they're with. But we want them to leave. And after a while, after their like 12th, their 12th basket of those cheap unlimited breadsticks, you're going to leave. It's a very good strategy. Please, I want to occupy Olive Garden. It's got, we got to get rid of that in Times Square. Please. Even the WWE Vince McMahon Jr. with all the money in Stamford, Connecticut, couldn't make a go of the Hard Rock Cafe. Remember right there in Times Square. He said, it costs too much money. You can't make money. It's just to have a shingle in Times Square. It ain't worth it. There's one thing I want to see in my life. Olive Garden driven from Times Square. I don't want the world to see when the ball drops. And the American bandstand plays uh, pick it or pan it. Wait a second. He's not alive anymore. Dick Clark. Hey, you know, it's old school. When they pan that crowd, when Anderson Cooper is hooked up with some kind of loony kazoony up there, I, I don't want America to think that Olive Garden represents New York City. So I want you in mass to go to Olive Garden in Times Square. Don't bring your vaccine passport. Eat all the breadsticks you want because, remember, it's unlimited. <laughs> Drink all the water you want. And then when they finally come and ask you for your vaccine passport, say, oofa to you and Olive Gardens. 1-800-848-WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. Now, remember. We're going to get this benchmark. You know, Frank Morano, he's all like, oh, God, have Atlantic City update. I'm a degenerate gambler. You know, I, I, I owe every loan shark in town there, you know, on Washington Avenue, uh, on Omaha Beach Avenue, on every state in America that's a street in Atlantic City. He knows them all because he's, he pays a vig to every loan shark in existence in AC. 
I understand. You know, he's got to be true to being a degenerate gambler. But I got to tell you, I'm crestfallen because I talked about Olive Garden. It brought a tear to my eye. It reminded me of 2008, how America was imploded by Wall Street. They didn't rescue Lehman Brothers. The whole economy of the world was in the balance. And then we didn't rescue the one group that we should have. Not the rich bankers. Not the fiends, the frauds. But breadsticks so close to my heart. I got to take a break here. I'm, I'm getting emotional. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Speaking of Atlantic City, once a year, many of uh, you Frank Morano listeners are aware of this. He invites all of you, his friends, his relatives, to, uh, he calls it, what is this, his night of cheese and wine, right? Cheese and wine, a big spread of all kinds of fumage, fumage. And then he has a wine. I'm going to explain to you what he does. Because it's not a scam, but it's brilliant. Unfortunately... He went from a size 34 to a size 42 because of it, because of the fromage. He can do it. You know, they say in France, because they eat a lot of cheese, they don't pack on the pounds. And that is true, which is amazing. But most of us are not French. So if you're Italian and you have the fromage, especially you rats out there who eat the Parmesan cheese, who listen here to WABC, I'm going to get you. I heard what you were saying to Greg Kelly. I'll get you, you rats, if it's the last thing I do. But anyway, I divert. So Frank has this big spread of fromage, and then at the end he's got a barrel of Limburger cheese, which stinks up the joint. So you're tasting and you're dabbing all these delicacies, these cheeses from parts unknown where you can't even pronounce the country on the map. And then you get a whiff of that Limburger cheese. You know, like the guy who flew, remember, the spirit of St. Louis, from Long Island all the way to France, to Paris, you know, that Limburger. Remember, the Limburger cheese and the stench, it twirls the hairs in your nose. So nobody eats the cheese. They want to vomit. They want to projectile vomit. But Frank, it doesn't bother him, right? (laughs) Did you ever see the hair in his nostrils? It's like a filter. So he's eating up all the cheese, Cracker Barrel cheese, Velveeta cheese. And then, you know what wine he has? Dubonnet. Dubonnet. Now, and this is the rationale he uses. Not imported wines, not even New York State wines or Cali Cali wines or wines from Israel or France. Dubonnet. And one time I asked him, I said, Frank, why do you serve Dubonnet? You know, that's on the cheap, isn't it? He goes, look, are you aware that one of the richest men of all time, Nelson Rockefeller, who was governor of New York State, almost became the president, ended up becoming the vice president for Gerald Ford when Richard Nixon said, the nation needs to know I'm not a crook. And then he went off to San Clemente. And the only reason that Nelson Rockefeller died, he was being orally fixated at that time by uh, a woman who was, uh, I mean, not quite Jeffrey Epstein age, but she was a little above that. But every t- when he was governor of the state of New York, unlike Mario Cuomo, Mario Cuomo would give a speech, let's say, in Buffalo. He had to get back to Albany. 
Rochester had to get back to Albany. It didn't matter. Plattsburgh had to get back to Albany. He would never stay in that city. Rockefeller, world's richest man at the time, would not only stay overnight in the city, would stay in a no-tell, motel, holiday inn. Didn't matter because he had gumadas in every city. And the only thing you had to leave outside of his room was a tray full of Oreo cookies and a bottle of Dubonnet. There is nothing cheaper than Dubonnet, right? And he, the world's richest guy at the time, Dubonnet, Dubonnet. So that's what Frank does. So don't get bamboozled because look at Frank. Look how big he's become, right? You watch him on WABCRadio.tv. They won't put me on. No, no, you know. But Frank, he's all, and look at him. Look. That's why he's enrolled in the Skinny Center. Greg Kelly, on the other hand, who's enrolled in the Skinny Center, he's got to be. He's got to be slim and trim, you know. He's the Newsmax kid, 7 p.m. at night. In addition to doing great radio here, you, you, you don't want to miss it. And if you haven't heard him in the day because you can't, you got to go to his podcast. one fifteen to 3 o'clock after Bill O'Reilly's 15-minute update, Monday through Friday. It's a must. Both of them are being treated by Mitch Suss. He's the founder of the Skinny Center. And he's my sister, Alita, kid's godfather. That's right. So, look, it's in the house. It's in the family here. And what he'll do for you, as he's done for Frank and he's done for Greg Kelly, is that he's going to pinpoint abnormalities with a comprehensive lab test of you. Not painful. It's not pricking you full of needles. He's going to test your body chemistry. And then tell you the reasons why you overeat, you crave sugar like most of us, or you're always hungry like a Pac-Man or Pac-Woman. <laughs> so look, why not join Frank and Greg? Look, I, unlike me, I would give you a concrete facial, but that's not delicate. They'll give you three free facials if you sign up now at the Skinny Center. The Skinny Center, you just call them at 914-703-4811. Tell them, hey, Curtis Lewa told me to call. 914-703-4811. Or go to theskinnycenter.com. That's theskinnycenter.com. 77 other side of midnight with Frank Morano, 77 WABC. This is the AC Report. It's the Atlantic City Report, right? And we, we have our guests at the moment on the line, do we? It's quite all right. I probably scared them off. Look. I got a little too carried away with myself, you know, because I'm interested in the crooked politics of Atlantic City. Almost every mayor down there ends up doing like seven years, you know, for stuff in the ballot box. You know, they say, oh, there's no such thing as stuff in the ballot box. Just go to Atlantic City. Like almost every mayor who has been elected in Atlantic City, I mean, they get indicted and they're found guilty of all acts of corruption. But the number one thing is stuff in the ballot box. And guess what? That's not a Republican city. <laughs> I scared him off. It's really, he's going to be talking about cuisine, not cuisines, cuisine, fromage, wines, gambling, you know, CeeLo, shooting craps. Five card Texas draw them, pull them, whatever they call that stuff. Blackjack, whatever game's your choice. That as schmucks, you go down there and you think you're going to beat the house. Huh? It ain't happening. It ain't happening. 
You don't leave. And if you are able to count the cards, which is legal. I mean, we talked about that the other night. Jerry Lucas, the great basketball player, ended up with the Knicks. Came out of Ohio State, played for the Cincinnati Royals. Do you remember? With Oscar Robinson, who graduated Cincinnati University. What a great time. Wow. This is the Curtis Sleeper Super Sports Spectacular. You see, I could do it. I could be at the fan. I was on ESPN. Tim McCarthy had me on right after Warner Wolf Saturday mornings. He was doing morning drive, and I was right after mid-mornings. And then all of a sudden, they got the call from Connecticut. And it's, get that guy off the radio now, Tim, or you can just stay in Pearl River, the Irish Riviera, right along the Hudson River in Rockland County. I had a flashback. I'm sorry. I apologize. So I scared off this guy. Michael Traeger. Mike, if you're listening, come out from underneath, you know, the couch. You're not going to get whacked. You know, this isn't the boardwalk. You know, calm down. Hey, I scared him off. I do that with a lot of people. Time I had a, I had a board operator and a phone screener, and I was, like, getting it on with somebody from the Gambino crime family on the air, and both of them left. They left, and I kept talking to this guy because, I mean, we were at war with one another. And when I finally got off the phone, I realized they had both run out in a panic thinking that all of a sudden somebody was going to come in here, you know, and just finally do me in. Calm down. Calm down. Traeger, I apologize to you, Mike. Uh, Atlantic City, nice place. Nice place to pound the hound. I'll be out there for the World Martial Arts Expo at the end of January now that there's no lockdown. Uh, we're dealing with the pandemic, even the South African variant. It's here! It's here! It's in California! Oh! Relax. Relax. But before I go to the phones, at 1-800-848-9222, that's 1-800-848-WABC. And when I'm at the World Martial Arts Expert, uh, Expo, I'll be giving a speech at the banquet. And these are uh, muscle heads from all over the world. You know, they throw f- flying hook kicks. Hey, Curtis, block this, right? With my busted wing? Yeah, I'll come back. Probably both arms will be in cast. <sighs> we were talking about Olive Garden, and I hope that all of you will lay siege to Olive Garden. And we will have Occupy Olive Garden in Times Square and dare them to ask you for your vaccine passport. But because they bamboozle you with the offer of unlimited breadsticks, basket after basket, the cheapest breadsticks in the world, even homeless people would not eat it. Even pigeons would not eat it. I thought of... When the world was almost at an end, economically com- collapsed, it was melting down. You remember there was Lehman Brothers in 2008. They wouldn't bail them out. No, no, no. Paulson, who was the secretary of treasurer. Remember the graduate of Goldmine Sachs? All of them are from Goldmine Sachs. They should all be locked up. But anyway, he came out with three pages. You must do this or we will have no money. They were all talking about Lehman Brothers and all the big firms, and I was saying, no. I looked in the Bronx at 237th Street in Kingsbridge, which you pass all the time, going up and down to Westchester. And I want to ask all of you, who out there knows what I'm talking about? There is no more. 
No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the dress shop you used to go to that was right next door. Does anybody know what that dress shop was? It was one of the chain stores. It was where women went because they said, oh, if I'm going to get dolled up and I don't have a sugar daddy, I got to go to the racks at what dress store? Right near 237th in Kingsbridge. Next to the institution that... Caused our economy never to recover. And it never has. You know, this is all artificial Federal Reserve, you know, fake money. You know, we're all going to pay. Those are the two questions I ask right now. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And that place has to do with real breadsticks. Good tasting breadsticks. Legitimate Italian breadsticks. Let's go to Norman and Canasi. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Norman. Yeah, hi, Curtis. Uh, I'm very involved with the anti-vaccine mandate uh, movement. Uh, I am vaccinated, but, uh, you know, these these mandates got to go. Uh, they're draconian. They're ruining small businesses. Uh, I don't know if you've... If you come to Canarsie, there's no place. If you go to a McDonald's on Rockaway Parkway, there's no longer you can sit in there anymore because they don't want to hire somebody to check the to check the passport. That's true. So as a result of that, yeah, as a result of that, there's no place that you can sit in Canarsie anymore. And worse and, than that, Norman, when you go to Avenue L, yep, and you get the best slices of pizza at Originals <laughs> there, you can't sit. Exactly. You got to sit out on the bench right there in the street. It, 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 the bench is away, Curtis. There's that, no more benches. That's right. They don't you, even you, want you. I, I apologize. You're right. Yeah, but, you got to sit on the street. Norman, when I go to Originals in Canarsie, I don't yeah. just buy a slice. I buy a pie. I know, I know. I pig out like a Hazarai. Yeah, you get four slices or three. Right, but they say to me, not for nothing, Curtis, you can't sit. Even yep. the bookies. We don't let the bookies here take action any longer. You can't sit. No. And I'm just saying, you know, we got to oppose these things. I've been I've been involved in several, uh, uh, like, sit-ins already with this thing. Oh, oh well, uh, Norman, media, Norman, you're perfect. Media. You're perfect. You weren't there to Occupy Panera Bread tonight on 14th Street. But will right. you join me in solidarity with Occupy oh, the Olive Garden in Times Square? You just say when and where. You just tell me when. Wait a second. Wait, 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 Norm. You're close to the one right by the shopping center Starrett off the belt. City. That's right. Starrett City. You're, you're right there. We could do right. two simultaneously. You could lead that effort, Norman, and I could you lead the it. effort in Times Square. Now, I'm not looking forward to getting arrested, though, Curtis. Oh, I've never been arrested. Wait a second. I'm a pro <laughs> 76 times. All right, listen, why don't you come to Starrett City? I'll be with you. I swear to God. I need a little guidance, Curtis. Well, first we go into Home Depot. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we make sure that there's no, uh, no, no, no smashing grabs going on there. No, no, we don't want any smashing grabs. All right, and then we go over to Olive Garden, the fake Italian restaurant. They give yeah. us uh, endless, unlimited breadsticks. And they're going to look at you and me. They're going to want us out. So you know they'll give us a, they'll give us pictures. I don't think they'll let us sit there. I, the last time I went there, there was no seating. I'm going to figure this out, Norman. I'm going to figure this out. 
We got to have Occupy Olive Garden. We really do. I'm never going to rest until Olive Garden is out of Times Square. Look, did Vince McMahon Jr., one of the most successful corporations internationally in Stanford, Connecticut, the WWE, didn't they leave the hard rock there? Because he said, you can't make money in Times Square. They're, they're right. You can't. You, you overpay for the shingle. You don't need the shingle. You could be in Waterloo, Iowa, right? It's a global economy. But when I see those images, when I see the ball drop in New Year's, and I'm there, I'm there amongst the masses, you know, because when security for all the crazy people from outside of New York City wearing the Depends with the bullhorns, for six hours in each other's ears while they're stangard. They're freezing their tuckers off, waiting for the ball to drop and dick. That's right. He's no more. Dick Clark. Who do they have there? The plastic guy there. Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, the guy was like, Mr. Plastic. I have no, no, I have no attitude, no points of view. I'm not controversial. I'm Mr. Plastic. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Jim in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard, Jim. Hey, Curtis. Uh, please be patient with me tonight. I owe you an apology. I was on. The sh- I got on the other night, first time, and I used an expletive, and uh, I was immediately dropped. I didn't. I apologize for using it. I didn't use it in a. Uh, you know, I used it as a statement, not as a curse. I was quoting some something that was told to me by a, a New York City DA. I was the victim of an assault in New York City. All right, all right. Now, Jim, and, uh, Jim, I'm going to give you dispensation. I, I just need to query you first. Are you a Roman Catholic, Protestant, or Jew? Are you asking me that, Kurt? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, I'm like you. I, I, I came. I spent lo- longer time than you with the Jesuits. Okay, so Poly. so I give you I dispensation for cursing. It happens. I almost the f bomb almost came out when I was talking about Olive Garden. I loathe. I hate. But anyway, yeah. I want yeah, you to I do, do you that apology. And uh, no, no, no. All you got to do know, is four rosaries. That's it. That's not too much, right, Jim? Come on. Even you, even as stung God as you are, can remember your all fathers and your holy Marys, right? Uh, no, I don't. I got uh, I, I was at a mass recently, and I didn't have to respond with the right the right prayer, and the priest refused to give me communion. But he gives Joe Biden communion. How can that be? Joe Biden forgets everything. Our president. See, these are Frank Morano callers. They're in. Roman Catholic Church, they're ready to receive Holy Communion. And the, the simple request, he had a priest? Are there any priests left in the Roman Catholic Church? You know, they bring them in from Nigeria, Poland. They bring them in from Colombia. And then they're going to tell you, you know, you're having problems, you know, marriage counseling. And they say, go see the priest. First of all, I say, hey, where are you from? Bogota, Colombia. If I didn't give you a map, you couldn't find your way to this parish, could you? And I'm going to take marriage counseling from you? How many wives have you had? Oh, no, we don't do that. I know what you do in those foreign countries. Don't tell me, pal. I got into a lot of fights. 
Oh, yeah, I went for marriage counseling. They say, before you, before you commit this sacrilegious sin of divorce, go to marriage counseling with the parish priest. What, from Nigeria, from Poland, from Colombia? They can't find priests here in the United States anymore. I don't blame them. Would you go to the seminary? <sighs> you know, these foreign priests, they got uh, this... They got families. They got home slices. You go to Nigeria, you claim half the time you're a Muslim so you can have four wives, and all of a sudden you get tired of your wives so you become a Christian, a Roman Catholic, and now you can't have no wives although you got a home slice on the side. You're trying to get into America. Not easy to do, right? Unless you cross the border illegally from Mexico. And so you say, I'm going to be a Roman Catholic priest. Boom, easy pass, because they don't have any left. And then they're going to do marriage counseling for you? Really? It's like, I don't care if they were like one of the two or three American priests left. Why would you go for marriage counseling to a priest who's never been married? What the hell would he know? No wonder why I'm persona non grata at the local Roman Catholic parishes. But they give President Joe Biden communion, right? But they wouldn't give this this poor guy in New Jersey because he didn't know the the Our Father and the Hail Marys. Typical of a Frank Morano. How could you not know your Our Fathers or your your Holy Marys? And I can understand you couldn't recite from the Baltimore Catechism. Uh, you couldn't do the Stations of the Cross. I get all that. Let's go to. Let's go to Laura in Staten Island, who's been patiently waiting. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Laura. Wow. Now, she's an observant Catholic, and she knew there was going to be fire and brimstone if she stayed on the line there. She was going to get struck by a papal decree. You know, she'd be she'd be rolling down the Verrazano Bridge, and then all of a sudden, oofa. Anyway, let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Anthony. Hey, how you doing, buddy? It's good to talk to you again. I spoke to you last time about... Anthony, Anthony, hold on. Hold your horses. Yeah. Yeah. How often do I have to say this, right? I'm going to keep you after the Frank Morano show and make you write on a chalkboard. (laughs) You don't say how you doing. Don't say how you doing. Don't I'm say sorry. thank you for taking my call. Don't say thank you for taking my I call. Didn't say that. No, no, I you didn't. didn't you know, but there are a lot of people who do Frank Morano callers. They're very difficult. I got to take them to a re-education talk talk radio class for those who want to call in. <laughs> okay. And then, then, and also, first time caller, long time listener, please don't insult no, me. Say that. All right, so I have forgiven you. Maya copa, maya copa, maya maxima copa. <laughs> so I was I was wondering when you you and the other guy talking about getting together going to Olive Garden in Starrett City. I'm right here in Starrett City. Oh wow, you are with all the Russians. Yeah, this isn't well. You know they don't go to Olive Garden there. No, no, no. But I used I used to go there with my mom when she was alive. Now, Anthony, you're an yeah. Italian guy, right? Yes, Italian Puerto Rican. All right. I forgive the Puerto Rican side because what would they know about good Italian food? <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, my father was a bum, but anyway, it's okay. We don't have to describe that. 
You don't okay. have to do true confessions on the airwaves here. But <laughs> okay. the Italian part of you, which part of Italy did your family come from? Naples, Napolitan. Oh. And you went to an olive garden? Well, was that a sacrilege? Well, I guess you were just snoring up the unlimited breadsticks, right? <laughs> that, that and the salad. And also the tour of Italy. Oh, the tour of Italy. Yeah, the Giro d'Italia. Really? Yeah. Well, what did they do? Have little maps on the wall and they say, hey, look, Naples here. <laughs> Calabria here. Bari here. Sicilia. No, just, I, I actually enjoyed it at the time, you know, but uh, that was when my mother was alive, so... No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin those fond memories uh, when your mother was alive, because. But Anthony. No, but I don't. I, I, I don't mind going in there now and uh, you know doing what you, you and the other guy was talking about doing. Occupy Olive Garden. Occupy Olive Garden. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Because I want them to renounce themselves, because they claim they're a legitimate Italian restaurant. I want them. It's like I'm told that t tomorrow I got to do the denunciations and the denouncements. I will be denouncing. I will be uh, attacking Olive Gardens uh -huh. tomorrow. Because okay. then just first off, how dare they put up an Italian map in Olive Gardens? Okay. How dare they? You, I know. You know, they're probably out of Springfield, Missouri, the heartland of America, where the only Italians yeah. that they have are in the federal jail that's an infirmary there. <laughs> probably. <sighs> probably, Kurt. So, have you spoken? You, I heard you uh, You made up with uh, Kurt, um, uh, Frankie Russo. No, wait a second. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I don't recognize that name. I don't recognize that. Uh, let's go to Laura, if we can, in Staten Island. I I committed the sin of omission there, Laura. Do you do you forgive me? Hi, I do. Thank you. You sound like a nun. Hi, I do. I'm Jewish. Oh, you could convert. You know, there are no nuns now anyway, right? They need nuns. But go ahead, Laura. Go ahead. I just want to say I agree with you. Uh, I believe loyalty should be repaid. And since he's stuck up for you, you should give him a chance to be your co-host, Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. On, yes. on Saturdays, I'm on from 2 to 4. So it would require... The man who has done so many shitocks in his lifetime that he could spell it in his sleep. Uh, our boss, our owner, our operator, John Katsimatidis, who uh, has an eclectic group of friends. I've been at many of his gatherings where people would normally shoot each other. It would be like uh, Hatfields and McCoys, and he brings them together. So you think... Since I do two hours with Chris Hahn, the aggressive progressive Sundays from three to five, you don't want to miss it. If you can't hear it live, get it on the podcast that John should throw the lifeline out to Chris Cuomo and bring him on with me from two to four on Saturday. Since I already did a show with him on WABC for a month, a month of Sundays ago. Yes, because he, uh, he, he stuck up for you and I believe in uh, loyalty. He did. He did. In fact, when the callers were screaming at him, how dare you 
be with courtesy coach your father, Faccia Bruta, your brother, Andrew Evilides Cuomo. He intervened. He said, I think it's funny. I respect Curtis. It's theater of the mind. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Sid Rosenberg is going up in the big bucket with John Katsimatidis to light uh, one of the final candles for Hanukkah. I think it's... uh, I think it's outside of the Waldorf Historia, uh, probably in the face of General Sherman's trusty steed. He'll probably be looking at its arse. But anyway, I know he's going to be frightened. You go up in that bucket, man. I've been there. Not that one. One in Queens on Queens Boulevard. How about? And I think Sid Rosenberg is probably checking his investments in Israel bonds. It's a good investment. That's a good investment. But for a lot of you, it's as precarious financially if you're not understanding that with this debt spiraling out of control, it could jeopardize those normal kind of investments you made. I'm not talking Israel bonds. I'm talking, you know, all kinds of investments on Wall Street. Because gold and precious metals offer a hedge against the inflation that's clobbering our country now and protects your retirement. If you have any existing retirement account, you got to roll it into a gold or silver IRA. And you should do so with Legacy Precious Metals. Look, get a pad and a pen. You're going to want to write this info down. This is why gold should be a part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is a company you can trust because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today for yourself, friends, relatives, or even your kids. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. W-A-B-C. Start your morning with Frank Morano on 77 WABC. God, where did you find this song? Have a holiday, holiday please, please. Where's my EDM, electronic dance music? I make only one request here, and I get these fuddy-duddy Christmas carols. You know what, Curtis? Actually, when I was at home yesterday, I was looking up a couple. I'm going to see if we can get the rights to them. I thought I found some good ones that I know you'll enjoy. Oh, please do. But, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the questions that I had posed to all of you. What actually caused the financial crash of 2008? They claim Lehman Brothers, right? No. If you're driving down, down the Deegan, and you're at 237th in Kingsbridge, look over to your right or left, depending on if you're going uh, east or west, and you notice there's no more Stelladoro there. Stelladoro. They made the best biscuits. Stellador, real Italian breadsticks. Not like the fake, phony, fraudulent ones that Olive Garden gives you, unlimited breadsticks. Oh, no, no. Stellador. And what was next to Stelladoro that's no longer there? Where did you go when you got a dollop? Right, all you ladies with dollop, but you didn't have sugar daddies that could put you on Fifth Avenue? 
You went to Lowman's there, right? Right off the rack. All right. You remember Lowman's? You got a good deal, and you got what looked like a designer dress, but not at a designer price. Gone. That's what caused the economic crash in 2008. Look now, as you're on the Deegan. Look to your left. Look to your right. Depending if you're going east or west. No more Stella Doro. No more Lomans. I'm impaled at that. But I will tell you this. It's life-changing, right? No more Stella Doro there. No more Lomans. But they tell you. They say, hey, the show's got to go on, right? Life's got to go on. Really, does it? Yes, it does. And you have a multitude of products to pick off the rack when you want tea, right? But but let's face it. I'm a tea guy. I'm not really a coffee guy. But I never expected tea to do anything for me other than to fill me up. And it's got a good taste and plenty of caffeine. No, 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 no. Life change tea. And what life change tea does for you is give you a gentle daily cleanse. It's not like taking an enema. I mean, some of you are enema freaks, right? No, 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 no. This is life change tea. And it works. It gets things moving. Oh, I know some of you. You had the enema bottle right in your bathroom, right? Hanging from your shower stall. I mean, you know, I've had to. Can I use your bathroom? And then I see the enema bag. I said, really? Charlie, you take coffee enemas? This is not a tea enema. This is life change tea. It's all natural and a non-GMO. One package will last you a whole month. Life change tea is only available by logging on to this website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Now use the promo code Frank and it's not COD, cash on delivery. I don't think anybody does that anymore. Maybe they do, but it's free shipping, free shipping. All you got to do is use the promo code Frank. So it's time to feel relief without ODing on Metamucil. Yeah, we're going to be talking about ODing up next at these injection centers that de Blasio has put into neighborhoods like a plague upon his leaving. Can't leave fast enough for me. But look, just go online to lifechangetea.com. Make that lifechangetea.com, and it's uh, going to be a pleasant change for you. Up next... Oh, we're going to talk about these injection centers that de Blasio has put in. I guess you didn't read the fine print of all the things you could do as dope fiends in these injection centers, one in East Harlem, one in Washington Heights, soon to come to a neighborhood near you. Haven't heard from Eric Adams, the mayor-elect, on this. He's over in Ghana on a pilgrimage. You think maybe even from Ghana he should comment on this? Because by not hearing anything from Eric Adams, it would seem to me that he'll not only keep the two present injection centers, but like homeless shelters, keep shoving them into neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood where they claim this will give you relief from the drug dealers and dope fiends. Well, guess what? From the street smart kid, Curtis Lewa. It ain't giving you no relief, and it ain't giving the drug dealers or the dope fiends relief either. Oh, yeah. 
come every time I try to call Jesus. He never answers the phone for me. But he did for Ted Cruz and his father when they were praying in Iowa before the primaries when Trump was running. And they said, God told them, God told them to run. Maybe that's why Trump later on in Indiana, before that decisive primary, decided to say, well, you saw the Inquirer said that Ted Cruz's father had helped Lee Harvey Oswald kill JFK. Now, that's not what I'm saying. It's what I read in the National Enquirer. Too many people use Jesus' name when they make decisions. As if Jesus talks to people. Now, I know a lot of people who are emotionally disturbed that I deal with who claim that Jesus has a pipeline to them, and maybe he does. But in many instances, we say they're mashug, upats, they're titched. But right now, we have one of those benchmarks that the um, boss hog, Matt Meany, the brand new program director, he is, uh, he's the new Jack here, devoid of any sense of humor. Hit your benchmarks while you're there for Frank Morano. And so Frank uh, came up with a uh, idea. What the hell is that? The clock. The clock is gone. I got an alarm clock. What do I need an alarm clock for? I never sleep. Don't you know that I believe there'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead? Why? Because it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. What they do is they put you in, for me, it'll be a cardboard box. They fold your hands, and when you have a wake, you know, at the funeral parlor, if you're not an observant Jew or Muslim, you know, forget that. There's no wake. They just put you in a blanket and throw you, give you a dirt bath. But if you go through the traditional wake, oftentimes, you know, you pass by and you look, and you say, oh, my God, he looks better in death than he did in life. Oh, the cosmetologist, the undertaker. What a what an amazing job they did. Little do you realize the guy's wearing a half suit and half shoes. What do you think? They give him a full suit and full shoes that they bury him in? No, the funeral parlor, they're making money. And you know how they make their schedule? They put a half suit on the guy. They put half shoes on the guy. And you're thinking, oh, they look like floor shine jammies. Wow. Where did they get that designer suit from? <laughs> it's a half suit and it's half shoes. And you go and you're, oh, they look so good. Oh, you know, I've been to some, and you know, that's one thing about Frank Morano. He goes to Wake's. I hope he tells his story on the air when he gets back maybe in like uh, 12 months after he's milked the system, you know, a paternity leave, like Boudiché, 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 Boudiché. He'll probably claim that lifting Carmine at 15 pounds, he had a double hernia, and even though he has a super spectacular supported jockstrap on, he's not able to do the broadcast until he fully heals. Oh, yeah, he'll pull that kind of scam. So many guys. There's no such thing as paternity leave years ago. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But I digress here. I digress. So Frank has come up with this uh, <laughs> this quiz that's impossible. Nobody could get this. Not even Bernard McGurk. Ask Bernie, right, in the 9 o'clock hour of the Bernie and Sid show. Even he couldn't nail 10 questions Get the right answers in 60 seconds. 
But why? Why did he do this? Because Mr. Big Stuff, who does he think he is, Frank, said, I'll pay the winner a $1,000. Ain't his money. It's John Katzmatidi's money, but he's acting like it's his money. So if you want to try it out, and you want to look foolish, because be lucky if you get through two or three questions in 60 seconds, even if you were a Mensa scholar, give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And we'll give you a whirl and a twirl. We'll give you an opportunity to look ridiculous and sound ridiculous, too. And I'm looking at these questions. Could they be any easier? I mean, you're talking, look, if you were a graduate of East New York Night School, you could you could score these questions if they were given to you in a legitimate time frame. Uh, this is not SAT, which used to stand for Saturday Test, remember? Saturday Test, remember? Yeah, yeah, two sharpened pencils, you got to have your Hershey chocolate bars for energy. Where did they send me? I was going to Brooklyn Prep at that time. Before the Jesuits decided enough of you, they shined their boots on my backside and kicked me right to the curb. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But they sent me for my SATs before they kicked me out to Midwood High School, right next to Brooklyn College, right down the block from Shafts. After I had the banana boat, right? I was like in no shape to be taking an SAT test. The banana barge or whatever they had there at Shafts Ice Cream Parlor. (laughs) Do you know that both my combined scores didn't even equal an average score on the math portion of the SAT test or the reading comprehension English part. Yet, the schmuck, the punch, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, swears on a stack of Torahs that he had a perfect score. And you know the other guy who said he had a perfect SAT score? They don't call it SAT anymore, but when it was SAT? Uh, Mr. Nisox guys. Mr. Oh, I don't want to get arrested on a Federal Man Act charge. Elliot Spitzer, the former governor who had to leave, exit left so that David Patterson became the governor almost overnight. He claimed he had a thousand points in his SATs. Not a thousand points, but he had gotten every question right. Now, there's no way to check that. You have a better chance at getting somebody's birth certificate, which is almost impossible. Ask former President Donald Trump his attempt to get Barack Obama's birth certificate if you were a birther. You can't get a person's SAT score. So you could tell people and feel free to do so. You got a perfect score because nobody can check on that. Whereas I'd rather tell you the truth that my two scores combined on the SAT, what I call the Saturday test, didn't equal a normal score of one subject, whether it was math or English comprehension. Oh, we have a contestant. We have a sucker. I mean, we have a contestant, Mike, in Manhattan. Uh, you ready to be heard here, Mike? Yeah. You think? I'm, I'm here. I'm Mike from Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I right away. I uh, say, uh, when you get to the WABC question, I'm probably going to get it wrong because I don't listen to WABC enough. So, oh, that I'm telling you that ahead of time. I'll, that's what's going to get me. This is a WABC question. No, no, I understand. So, I, you know what? Because you're such a nice guy and you're the only guy trying to compete, because you know the deck is stacked against you worse than it was for me running for mayor. I'm going to eliminate any questions that have to do with WABC. Is that okay? Fair. That's that's fair. 
But what I'm going to do, and I want you to listen tomorrow. Can you listen tomorrow? Sure. All right. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to Newark today, and I'm going to yeah. trace the history of WABC Radio because it's the 100th anniversary, and it actually started in Newark, New Jersey. So I'm going to get you up to speed. You're going to know all the things you you and lifelong WABC listeners never knew about WABC. If you listen to me tomorrow between 1 and 5, and if you can't listen, you just get in on the podcast. Okay, Mike? Sure. All right. Now are you ready, Mike? Sure, ready. Uh, give me the music, maestro. The Other Side of Midnight presents... It's the $1,000 Minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute, and you could win $1,000. Here's your host, Frank Murano. Not this morning. All right, you ready, Mike? Sure. Get your engine started. I'm giving you the checkerboard flag. If you score 10 questions in 60 seconds... And then give you a bottle of milk to drink at the end. Here we go. Which famous soft drink was invented in 1892? Coca-Cola. Good. What was the first ever mass-printed book? The uh, Gutenberg Bible. Good. What comic book superheroes love pizza? The, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Ninja Turtles. Excellent. What right did the 26th Amendment guarantee to all Americans over 18 in 1971? Uh, you could vote at age 18. Brilliant. What is the longest river in the U.S.? Missouri. Excellent. In the context of media, what does CD stand for? Uh, compact disc. Wonderful. What was the name of the 1981 song performed by Queen and David Bowie? Under Pressure. Unbelievable. What is the name of Frank's baby? Carmine. Wow. Where do Great Dane... No, but that's not really a Frank question. You got it. You got it. Where does Great Danes come from originally? You got you got the answer? Mark. No. You see, you got that wrong. But you did it amazingly well. You, you Mike, there are tchotchkes available. I have, I have no idea. They just say tchotchkes. Now, you know, that that's probably, uh, you know, a WABC hat. Where did them, where they say Great Danes came from? England? Uh, no, actually, the Great Danes came from Germany. Okay. Right. And then the yeah, next yeah. question was going to be, what is a female fox called? Uh, vixen. Excellent. You see, you would have missed it by just one. Uh, now, who, who sang the song Foxy Lady? Uh, Foxy Lady, uh, well, that's, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Excellent! Wow. Maybe we shouldn't listen to WABC. You see, because... Well, that, that one threw me is a, I knew Carmine, but I don't know anything else about WABC. No, that no, was, I know I that, but you see, the typical Frank Morano listeners can't even get through the first or the second question. You don't listen I, I to... I think it was, there was a time issue as well. I mean, I, I didn't get as far as... as no, no, uh, that's, I, that, I that's true. The, 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 the Ninja Turtles slowed me up. Mm, absolutely. But the point is... I know, uh, that's, not, that's not my that's my generation, but, you know... I, no, no, but you understand, Mike, you don't listen to WABC. You almost nailed it. Frank Morano's listeners who listen all the time, and they're special ed. 
Well, it, I went to Columbia College, so maybe that's Oh, it. you went to Columbia. You know who went yeah. to Columbia? What fellow alumni went Obama, to Obama. Obama. He was there while I was there. Obama went there and acknowledged when he was there, he was smoking. And uh, uh, Stephanopoulos was there. When Stephanopoulos. I was there. there is a colleague here we have who went to Columbia University. Oh, no, uh, Riedel? No, no. That's, uh, that's a W.O.R. Riedel, Michael Riedel. Right. See, you're a W.O.R. guy, Michael Riedel. Not really. I just like, it's one of those like. You snack. You snack on that. No, it's like, Governor. Uh, Gallagher, who was in uh, Gremlins. He right. also went there when I was right. there. Governor David Patterson. That's right, yeah. See, if you listen to the Cats Roundtable... I met his father. I met Basil uh, Patterson because he used to go to the the Church of uh, St. John the Divine. I used to go there, too. So you know you know where him. I first met uh, Basil Patterson, who ended up Secretary of State uh, and also Deputy Mayor for Koch? is playing stickball. The guy oh, really? was a great stickball player. Street? Yeah. I mean, I played against him in stickball. Yeah. And do you know... Mount Sinai up there for a while. Dang, incredible. And you know, Governor David Patterson is the stepfather to my oldest son, Anthony, now. Yeah. You see, if you listen to WABC, you would score. That, that, I, I knew that much, but I don't really know much about it. I don't really listen to WABC. I'm, I'm telling you. I got to convert you, Mike. Is there anything I can do to convince you? To do a conversion? I really—it doesn't mean changing your religion, your perspective, or the fact that you're an Ivy League graduate. No, not that I'm taking umbrage to you, you know. But uh, anything I could do to convert you? Uh, I, I guess get rid of Catholicism. Ah, how can we do that? Do you realize, Mike? He <laughs> saved this station. You know, I have a feeling. Mike, that you might be an yeah. NPR WNYC guy. No, I listen to WIMS. Oh, W, you're a news guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We have an alumni of WINS here. He's our capo di tutti, the guy who used to run it, uh, Chad Lopez. Oh. He runs. He runs our station now. I was working at uh, St. Luke's when the guy Sklar died there. I, I tell you what. How yeah. about this? Rita Cosby is coming back. She she did the show ten to twelve last night. She come. She's doing the news hour from five to six. Just one favor of you because you're a news junkie. That's why you listen to WINS. It's not opinion radio. It's just straight news. If you can listen right. to Rita Cosby just from five to six, call me back whenever you get a chance. You know, I realize you're busy listening to WINS. All the news that rocks the world right in twenty minutes. Yeah. And and let me know how Rita does. In well, by the way, I used to run into you in Penn Station when you were there. I don't know if he's, I don't think you're there anymore. Oh, no, no, I'm still I, my campaign headquarters. It's still in operation for my next campaign. Is right on 34th yeah. and 7th. So I'm in Penn Station right yeah. a lot, a lot. Yeah, so you were taking a golf club off some street thug. Yeah, you you were there. You saw me take that golf club off that street thug. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Yeah. Now, were you getting a little nervous? I I don't get nervous. Man, you got, you know, you got nerves of steel. And a brain. You're a brainiac. In I'm, fact, I used to be my nickname in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx. They used to call me Brainiac. Did you go to the Bronx High School of Science? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. You see, that was an easy one. You know who also yeah. went to the Bronx High School of Science? Bobby Darren. Yes, that's right. And you know who points that out often? The, the, the Neil deGrasse Tyson went there. He was there when I was there. Yeah, but Cousin Brucey, you, you like Cousin yeah. Brucey, right? 
Oh, yeah, of course. Well, he's on WABC here. And yeah, I, I, I listened to him in the old days when he was cousin Brucey. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, he talks to his cousins out there. You got to at least sample him Saturday night here, cousin Brucey. He talks about yeah. Bobby Darren all the time from the Bronx, all he the time. He's going dancing on Sunday, uh, Saturday night, so I probably miss him. Yeah, but do you remember the CIA director? Let's see. Well, let me test you on this. This will really strain your brain. Although you sound to me like you're Mensa. Uh, he was the CIA director for both a Republican and a Democrat president. In fact, the Republican... Ickes? You're talking about? I'll give you a little opportunity to just think it out. He was the CIA director for Bill Clinton. And then Bush 41 convinced his son, Bush 43, to keep him on as the CIA director. Content, whatever the content... I'm going to give you a chance just to vet it out because you have a deep mind. And he lived in Astoria. His brother is now a dentist in Astoria. He used to take the bus across the Triborough Bridge and eventually. That's right. And and go right to Bronx High School of Science before the guys would get out from Clinton and beat the crap out of everybody at the Bronx High School of Science. I actually went to Clinton, too. I also went to Clinton. Wow, 4,000 guys. Right. <laughs> like, actually, I think it was, it was something. I think there was 4,000 Bronx. There was something like 7,800 in that, Clinton. But that, that, that's right. Half of whom ended up on Rikers Island. Yeah. And then it was Calvin it's, Klein. I was a, an exchange student for Bronx Science there. You were an exchange student from Bronx Science? They, 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 had, they, had like a, they had an animal care course there. I, I went. They had, they, had, uh, they had animals they took care of. And I got like a, a certificate from Purina, you know, the dog chow people for like, I'm a, a certified like veterinarian assistant. This is great stuff. You, oh, come on, Mike. You got to you got to promise just a little bit. You listen. You're already you're already halfway there. Look, it's four twenty now. Five o'clock. Yeah. Rita Cosby comes up. Full hour of news. She's doing double duty. And, and I just want you to compare her style because she is a professional newswoman. I'm not. Everything I tell you is my own opinion. It, it may not even be the news. And then compare it because you're you love WINS and I get it. Twenty minutes will rock your world. Yeah. Would you promise, Mike? Sure. Uh, cross your heart and hope to die? And uh, let the stew in oil and oil would lie. <laughs> he is a Columbia grad. By the way, I'm giving a Curtis Lee with Booby Prize out there. It's the, maybe the only second question that Mike was unable to answer. Who is the CIA director for both uh, Bill Clinton and Bush 43, and appeared with a fellow New Yorker to address the General Assembly why we should start a war against Saddam Hussein. 1-800-848-Colin. No, no, you couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. Whose brother is a dentist now in Astoria where he was born and raised? 1-800-848-WABC. Remember, 15 seconds of infamy coming up right before I pass over the microphone to Rita Cosby, who will be doing a double-duty tour. Remember, she was on from 10 to 12, as she is, Monday through Fridays. Then passed over the microphone to Dominic Carter, did an hour, 12 to 1, as he does Monday through Fridays. Then passed it on to me, and I'll pass it on to Rita, who is now competing against WINS for Mike he had to get it in. He's a Columbia graduate, Bronx High School of uh, Science graduate. 
who almost got all 10 questions right. And, you know, uh, Frank Morano was probably doing, shiver me timbers. Oh, my God, I'm going to have to come up with $1,000. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have to go into uh, Rachel's booster bag to get that. She probably withheld it from him. He's a degenerate gambler. He would have just taken the money from the booster bag and gone to AC and lost it playing craps. But let's talk about all of you out there who are not degenerate gamblers, although some of you are. Is that look at what this national debt, this national deficit is doing. Um, Every few months, both sides want to raise it because they can't limit themselves. No, no. It's like an addiction. We're going to be talking about the injection centers coming up, the new addendums that de Blasio has thrust upon us. <laughs> but as the national debt keeps going higher and higher and they keep raising the debt and the deficit ceiling, wish I could do that with all my bills, and you can't either. What are you going to do to protect yourself or even your kids? Because you want them to be protected in their latter years. And we're just rolling it over so it's going to bankrupt our children, probably children's children, and their children. Well, this is causing an effect, inflation, and it's skyrocketing. And let's face it, uh, President Joe Biden's uh, economic uh, package is a dollar short and a day late, and it's been adding to it in his first year in the job. So think about gold and precious metals, which offer a hedge against inflation and protects your retirement. If you have an existing retirement account, you got to roll it into a gold or silver IRA. Not like a joint, not like a spliff, <laughs> not like, <laughs> no, 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 come on. I know I'm talking injection centers and right away all the, all the, hey man, dolphins, you mean I can do anything in an injection center? We're coming up to that. But remember, you got to do that. Roll it over into legacy precious metals. Get a pad and a pen, not rolling paper. And write this information down. It's why gold should be part of every wise investor's portfolio. Legacy is the company you can trust because they give you unbiased counsel based on your individual situation. Contact Legacy Precious Metals today. Call 866-932-0635. That's 866-932-0635. Or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Dot com. You're hearing things. You're hearing things. On 77 WABC. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay. Let me think. I'm thinking Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Why am I thinking Philadelphia? Why? They had 500 murders, more than they've ever had. And, uh... Eric Adams, mayor-elect, wants to possibly hire police commissioner, outlaw from there, a failed police commissioner. You know, you know who sang that song, right? Johnny Mathis. Of course. Philly. He's a Philly guy. All right, you got that, you Weisenheimer. But 
I asked the question, who is CIA director for Bill Clinton? And then flipped the script when Bush 41 convinced his son, Bush 43, through Dick Cheney, uh, to hire Tenet and keep him on as CIA director. Worst CIA director of all time. And Astoria resident who took the bus across the Triborough Bridge, went to Bronx High School of Science, whose brother is presently a dentist in Astoria. How many more clues? And along with a guy who went to Morris High School, who just passed away, spoke before the General Assembly, and made the conditions of why we should go to war against Saddam Hussein. Maybe the dumbest thing. No, we've done a lot of dumb things as a country. But the stupidest thing we've ever done. We're still paying the price for that. I think Tom from Manhattan may have the answer for the Curtis Lieber booby price. Don't ask, don't tell, because I throw nickels around like manhole covers. Go for it, Tom in Manhattan. George Tennant. Yes, yes. And by the way, Curtis, if I may say, he was a dual-use bureaucrat used by Democrats and Republicans because he was a globalist in those positions. I love that. Say that again, a dual-use... Dual-use bureaucrat. You're right. How do you like that? That is brilliant, Tom. Where did you go to high school, Tom? Uh, You would not believe it in New Jersey, way back many moons ago. By the way, I remember you the first time on The Tomorrow Show. Yes. Tom Snyder. Yes. And let me tell you, let me tell you about Tom Snyder, okay? Remember, you would turn on your boob tube, and there I am, Rockefeller Center, you know, up in the studio. And Tom Sawyer would be smiling, right? He had those pearly whites. He had those uh, Joe Biden horse teeth at the time, remember? Yes. And also the degenerate smoke. Yes, yes. How could you stand in the studio in those days? Well, back then, remember, it was common. But when the lights were off, he would be screaming invectives at all the pages. Remember, the pages would come from all over the world. They'd want to be at Rockefeller Center to work the shows. He'd be screaming F-bombs, this, that. The moment the lights went on, all of a sudden, the big, pearly, white smile. And I like Tom Sawyer. I, I love Tom Sawyer, but... He had me on so many times. I'm lemon slice. You know, it's like I loved it. But I was like shaking the way he talked to his audience and his pages. And then he just snapped out of it. Lights on. And may I say one thing? I have to hand it to you because of your longevity. And I don't mean only in broadcasting. I mean, way back when with a certain family were not happy with you and wanted you off the face of the earth. I mean, you survived, thank God. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. And thank you for creating the new term. We're adding it to our vocabulary. Uh, What was that term again for a guy who does the double Dutch? A dual-use bureaucrat. Brilliant. Brilliant. He nailed it. The rest of you, Frank Morano, listen. I gave every clue in the world. Now, let me give you the updates of what's happening locally before Rita Cosby joins us. To compete with WINS, you know, the competition is fast and furious. I laid down the gauntlet from uh, our graduate from Columbia, remember, who told us when he was answering the 10 questions, he got 9 out of 10. 
He almost bankrupted Frank Morano. He told us he doesn't listen to the WABC. He didn't disparage us. Yeah, that's not my cup of tea. But he listens to WINS. He's a news junkie. You know, 20 minutes that'll rock your world. And he's listening to Rita Cosby, a professional newswoman. <laughs> Me, can you imagine if I did the news? It would be all opinions, no facts. You would know nothing other than the world that I live in, which most talk show hosts and hostesses, we live in our own little world in which we create, create the news as we see it, which is warped and distorted. But this is not warped and distorted. I was uh, passing by the tree lighting that so many of you did not attend. Thank God. You're not idiots because you weren't going to see anything. Let me explain what exactly happened. So if you buy Saks Fifth Avenue, it was lit up like a Christmas, which is one block south of uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. A lot of people were packed in there because that was the opening of Rockefeller Center that you could actually peer in and see the tree that was lit. So what did our genius mayor decide to do through Dermot Shea, who is like his lapdog with no common sense? They pulled in two police buses, two police buses right in front of that little opening where everybody was crowded in front of Saks Fifth Avenue. Most of them were tourists. And there was a tarp between both police buses. So you could not see the tree. So you talk about a super spreader, everybody nut to butt, nut to butt, right? Like sardines in a can, trying to peer over and see the lit tree. So they had bus number, just to show you that I'm dealing with the facts, Sergeant Joe Friday. Uh, PBBX85. And all the windows were darkened. PBMN 9837. So you had a police bus from Manhattan and a police bus from a precinct in the Bronx, both of them next to one another, and there was a little room to see between them, and they put up a tarp. How stupid was that? And they did it last year, too. An industrial garbage bag was hanging down there. If anybody was out there and saw that, because I know if you were a New York City resident, you didn't bother going out there because you knew you weren't going to see the lit up tree. But if you happen to be working, because there were a lot of people assigned to that area, to prevent people from seeing the lit tree. You talk about, we're lighting up the tree, but we're not going to let you see the tree. So they hear from Brazil. They hear from Argentina. They hear from Colombia. They've been spending their life savings to come to New York for a Christmas, and they wanted to see the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lit up, and they got ugats. They got bupkis. Courtesy of Bill de Blasio, who, like Michael Corleone on his way out with four weeks left as mayor, oh, couldn't end fast enough, has decided to settle all scores by screwing everyone, including tourists. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And so who is inside with all the VIPs watching Al Roker announce the lighting of the tree? Well, it was Charlene McRae the wife of uh, Bill de Blasio, screaming out, let them eat cake, let them eat cake, Entenmann's cake, no, no, not Entenmann's cake, give them generic cake from the generic aisle at the old path, Mark. God. All the common people are not allowed to view the tree, 
But there were crowds there anyway. Now, you're trying to prevent the spread, right, of coronavirus? So you have all these tourists there. It's a super spreader because you put two police buses up with tarp. How stupid was that? Well, then again, Bill de Blasio ruins everything. Even when he had that free concert, remember, in Central Park? He ruined that, too. And he's trying to ruin your neighborhood. If you think that these injection sites are going to be limited to where they are right now, 181st Street in Washington Heights or in East Harlem on 126, think again. Like homeless shelters, he shoved them into 80 neighborhoods. I know because earlier this past day, I was at 91 East Broadway with a lot of Chinese Americans, all of whom, by the way, voted for me for mayor. (laughs) I won a Chinese American vote in the city. And we were there protesting against a Chinese hotel that was closed during the lockdown and pandemic on East Broadway and will now be reopened at, yes, a homeless shelter. Now, think about it. In Chinatown, they're going to have a community jail shoved down their throats. They got detox centers. They got methadone centers. They'll probably end up with an injection center. And now they want to turn this hotel into a homeless shelter. No services, by the way, for those who have alcohol, drug addictions, or emotional issues. Typical of shelters. No transparency. They don't want to talk to the community, not in Cantonese, not in Mandarin, not in English, not in any language. So typical of the outgoing de Blasio administration. But as bad as that is... They never told us that when they set up these first two injection centers, that it wasn't just heroin that you could shoot into your veins that will have Nurse Ratchet do for you to make sure that you're not transferring HIV AIDS or hepatitis C or getting it yourself because you're using dirty needles. We will appropriate needles for you. We will inject you. We will find a usable vein, even if it's in your nasal cavity or your toe. Now they tell us what the real rules and regulations are of these injection centers. (laughs) What a piece of work, de Blasio. (laughs) So if you want to beam yourself up to Scotty, if you want to get two rocks of crack cocaine and beam yourself up to Scotty in a glass pipe, you don't have to do it in the street. You don't have to do it under the... uh, uh, northern line of the Metro North line, right there by the terminal on 125th Street. Nah, nah, nah. Just go to the clean injection site and you can smoke crack. Crack. Or if you have a meth pipe and you got meth, you're a meth head, right? Your teeth are falling out of your skull. Hey, go smoke your meth in an injection site. You like K2? You can smell K2. That's the cheap one. They'll sell it sometimes for a dollar, two dollars a joint. That will totally disconnect your wires in your medulla and cerebellum. It neurologically impairs you. You can come in and smoke your K2. You can take your oxys, your Vicodin, your knockoffs. You could shoot up fentanyl. Fentanyl. You could come in with a bag of fentanyl. Micrograins. And then Nurse Ratchet won't even test it for purity because if it's too pure, you're going to die. And they're not going to be able to revive you with uh, Narcon because they always have Narcon at the ready. They've already had to revive five junkies that they've shot up with overdoses. Is this crazy or what?
We are mad. Now, notice the one person who has not commented on this is the incoming mayor, Eric Adams. He's over in Ghana. He was at a Chabad center in Ghana for Hanukkah. Oh, they were everywhere, all over the world. But you would have thought reporters there would have asked them. Uh, Mayor-elect Eric Adams, are you going to continue on the New York City-sanctioned safe injection sites in the two locations in Washington Heights and on 126th Street in East Harlem? And are you going to sanction the smoking of crack there and meth uh, and the shooting up of fentanyl and the smoking of K2 and every other drug that may wig your world? Notice we haven't heard anything. From Mayor-elect Eric Adams, because I think he doesn't want to answer this question. <laughs> me, me, I'd say the moment I'm getting sworn in January 1st, we are padlocking the safe injection sites. This is crazy. And let me tell you why. You're, you're telling these addicts that they can come in and get a safe injection, and now they can use all their other illegal drugs, I might add. Where do you think they're getting those drugs? Well, from all the drug dealers who are now going to assemble outside of the injection sites, because why should they hang out on a corner when they know their customers are going to go into the injection sites? So like vendors selling popcorn, peanuts, cracker jack at a ballpark, they'll just wait right there. How are these addicts, these dope fiends, getting the money? to pay for the drugs that they have to bring in with them to get their injection or smoke the crack or meth or the K2. They're stealing in the neighborhood. They're shoplifting. They're grabbing anything they can. They're doing holdups. The the crime is bad enough in Washington Heights and in East Harlem. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And why didn't Comrade de Blasio spread the pain? Since he's supposedly and unfortunately moving back to one of his homes on 7th Avenue and 11th Street in Park Slope, home of the liberals and the progressives in Brooklyn, why didn't he open up an injection site right in Park Slope? Hey, liberals, progressives, they love that stuff. Oh, yeah, we we love junkies. We love drug dealers. We love it when they do home invasions. When they go in and they shoplift all the products out of our CVS, out of our Dwayne Reeds. Oh, yeah, out of our co-op stores. Because they don't have normal grocery stores there and supermarkets. Not in Park Slope. They, we go to the co-op where we volunteer our time. It's part of sweat equity. So what happens when a junkie comes in, needs a fix? It's going to be shoplifting in the peoples of the CCP's co-op in the heart of Park Slope with Bill de Blasio's picture in it, along with Daniel Ortega from Nicaragua, Fidel and Raul Castro. What are you going to do to that shoplifter, huh? You're going to give him a beat down? Of course not. This is absolutely nuts. We've yet to hear from Eric Adams, mayor-elect. He can close. What do we think? What what do we think the over-under is that he's going to close it? Or he's going to keep the two centers over and probably say this, we'll study it. We'll not make a decision to expand these safe injection sites until we can do a complete comprehensive study of the two that are open. Notice, in the hood, East Harlem and Washington Heights, not in Park Slope. 
not where Eric Adams doesn't live, right? Lafayette, you know, in that basement apartment. He tried to put it there, bed side. There'd be a, a revolt, a rebellion. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Remember, coming up, your 15 seconds of infamy. Start calling in now. We're revving up the engines here at the Indianapolis 500. I'm ready to give you the checkerboard flag. And then you can drink a, a bottle of whole milk. Remember, not 1%, 2% milk, 3% milk, whole milk. 15 seconds. I can't even breathe in or out in 15 seconds. Never mind say anything in 15 seconds. But that's that's Frank Morano for you. What he's done is he's given a brisk to what I created long ago, Rapid Fire. That's right, Rapid Fire callers and Rapid Fire talk radio listeners responding. 9098. Talk Radio 77 WABC. On a life change, maybe you yourself were addicted to drugs or alcohol or other things and you uh, impaired your body and your thought process. Everybody is entitled to a life change. And many people have put themselves all back together again, like Humpty Dumpty who took a great fall. But there are changes that have to go on internally that you have to make up for lost time when you get older, right? For some of you, you're like gargling with Metamucil. I mean, before you have to lock it down your throat because you need movement. You need movement. You need a cleansing. Metamucil. Yikla. Others of you drink gallons of prune juice. Oh, ah! Let me suggest a change away from that. Life Change Tea. Yes. LifeChangeTea.com is the way to go. And if you're feeling bloated, how often do you feel, hey, my belly, right? It's really not weight. It's bloated. It may well be. Life Change Tea. It's all natural and non-GMO. And we'll try to deal with that. One package will last a whole month. Life Change Tea is only available by logging on to the website, getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Use the promo code FRANK and you get free shipping. It's not COD. But you got to use the promo code FRANK. It's time to feel relief. While you're there, check out all their products designed for your optimum health at lifechangetea.com. That's lifechangetea.com. side of midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Uh, we're going to give uh, some of Frank Morano's listeners an opportunity to take some ginkgo so they can actually think straight. I mean, we're dealing with a lot of special ed folks here. So before you go to one 800 let us first uh, talk to Jim in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Jimmy. Hey, Curtis, I'm back again. Question for you. Nurse Tarachi in that, in that shooting gallery, what would be her responsibility or the city's responsibility if somebody shot up with her in the, you know, next door and, she, and they died on site? What would a good street do with that? I tell you, what will happen is that uh, we're going to be responsible. We, the sucker taxpayers, it's never the city that's liable. You know, when they say, oh, the city or the state or the federal government's liable. No, we, the people who pay the taxes. It's not the government's money. 
It's not the individual elected officials' money. It's our money. Let's go to Glenn in Glendale uh, as we rev up the motors for your 15 seconds of infamy here at 1-800-848-9222. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Glenn. Howdy, Curtis. Uh, You're the man. Uh, I voted for you. I knew you didn't stand a snowball's chance in hell, but I still voted for you. I'm on a on a corner in Glendale, and they opened up that homeless shelter over there by 80th Street. I don't know. You definitely know everything about New York City. I've followed you. I'm 56. Well, Glenn, I, I tell you, I was part of the effort to stop that uh, homeless shelter in Glendale along with uh, city councilman Holden and so many of the other officials in that area. But then again, uh, we were able to stop the one in Maspeth at the Holiday Inn Express because the city had tipped its hand in terms of what they wanted to do, and the community was able to fight back. But now the de Blasio strategy and probably will be incoming Eric Adams strategy is tough noogies, no transparency, no discussions. We're just shoving it into your neighborhood. Anyway, one final caller. That's uh, Helena, who's calling from West Orange. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. First of all, I want to wish your sons and their mother, Melinda, a happy Hanukkah. Right now, uh, you know, Mark Rudd from the SDS also went to Columbia. And took it over, remember? That's right. And incidentally, when he was in high school, his father, a retired lieutenant colonel, used to take him on vacations to Cuba. Yep. Yep, I know. Fabulous recall, Helena, that it was Mark Rudd and the Students for a Democratic Society who took over Columbia University. But some of the students of a Democratic Society said it's not it's not violent. And they started the weather underground, the bombers. Mm -hmm. See, see, Helena. Wow. Got some sharp callers here. You know, I'm sort of upgrading the people who listen. To the Frank Morano show. But now we're going back to the Gavones. The ones who can only speak for 15 seconds. See, Frank understands that his listeners, you don't give them more than 30 seconds. Or they'll mumble and stumble their way and say things that are incomprehensible. Uh, so let's go if we can at one 800 1st up in the queue is Uncle Willie in New Jersey. It's your 15 seconds of infamy, Uncle Willie. Yes, I just want to congratulate the Blasio for destroying New York. Screw New York. I hope Eric Adams does the same exact thing. That's what the people want. That's what they're going to get. Let's go, Brandon. Now, uh, is that a statement uh, that replaces uh, F. Joe Biden? Right, right. There's songs and all that. That's famous songs. More, More famous than Adele, right, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what was the name of that song again? Uh, Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, it was. It, it was from what I understand. It was the crowd at a NASCAR event was uh, chanting "F Joe Biden," and the NASCAR announcer was trying to cover it up. So he was like, uh, "The crowd is chanting Let's go, Brandon' over here." So to our listeners, it's like music to their ears. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. It's fifteen seconds of infamy. Let's go to John, who's calling from. Uh, Mastic, your turn to be heard, John. Hey, Curtis, you're the man. I think you're the best on the radio. And uh, I don't understand why we got to have live Christmas trees. Why can't we get a fake Christmas tree if it's global warming? I don't understand that at all. 
In fact, I will be discussing uh, real versus fake Christmas trees coming up soon. You're not going to want to miss it. But let's go to George in Manhattan. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, George. Latest euro warnings. Every bit of any canning is cumulative, cancerous, while Botox injections are over time fatal. The injected toxins spread into surrounding tissues. I think he was talking about our own Sid Rosenberg. I think he uses Mantan. No, he's not a tanning. I'm t- I know, Sid. It's probably Mantan, the same that it's used by, hello, gorgeous, Vinny Bacciano. Uh, who's still doing, like, triple life without parole with Mantan. Anyway, let's go to Jay in the sixth borough of the city of New York, the Poconos. It's your 15 seconds of infamy, Jay. Good morning, Curtis. I'm uh, glad to hear you back on the radio. I uh, wish you would have won the mayor's race. Uh, the safe injection sites were a bad idea. I've been to that one in East Harlem making deliveries there, and it's probably the sketchiest place I think I've ever been to. Right on. You nailed it in 15 seconds, uh, Jay, from the sixth borough of the city of New York to Poconos. And from there, we go to Staten, Italy. It's Mike. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Mike. Hey, Curtis. Uh, listen, you're mistaking Brandon's smile for him being long in the tooth. Hey, John, you like that one? When in Woodside, Dino and Sons fine dining. Wow. Got in a plug for Dino and Sons and Woodside. I've never been to that joint, but you know it's not a franchise, right? So uh, it'll probably uh, bring a nice smile and warm up the coddles of Frank Morano's heart. Anyway, to Victor, your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you in Manhattan. Yeah, Tony Fauci's uh, responses regarding COVID are so convoluted that he actually makes the late Professor Erwin Corey sound coherent. Ah, her and Corey. I, I share the ability to botulize the English language with the spoonerisms that uh, Dr. Erwin Corey was famous for. Norm Cosby. Remember Norm Cosby? That's right. And now this Curtis Lee with Antony in Edison. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Antony. Hey, good morning. Curtis, long-time fan over here in, in uh, potato farmland in New Jersey. But uh, uh, it's a shame New York City really definitely cheated itself out of a better mayor. And I think I know you would have been a great one. But how about uh, instead of defunding the police, how about you say it's time to, for the criminals to reform themselves and get out of the street and stop trying to get over it? That makes too much common sense. Uh, let's truncate it. 15 seconds of infamy awaits you in Brooklyn, Al. Yes. Um, uh, Harris, Vice President Harris, hasn't taken the shot yet. And what's with these mandates? It doesn't make any sense. Me, personally, I had the virus, and I have the antibodies. I already went to the blood test. I'm asking the Lord to stop these mandates. Boy, that was like molasses. That was slow. I mean, that was special ed style. Hopefully you can ratchet it up, Billy, in the Bronx. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you. Billy, 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 Billy boy. Hello, Curtis. Welcome back. I just want to thank Joe Bono, who played Guido in The Raging Bull. Thanks for the olive oil. And Sid Zamoron, Sid Zamoron, Sid Zamoron. I don't know, man. You're like repetitious. Like every day, Billy. He's like one track Billy. He's like a Billy goat. One track Billy. 
Let's go to Roger in Manhattan. Your 15 seconds of fame awaits you, Raj. Since Biden's recent comments that it's good to minimize the Caucasian race in the United States, after several years of waiting for U.S. visas, highly skilled and well-off Eastern Europeans are now immigrating instead to Australia. Ah, uh, why don't you just say Caucasoids? Because that's what the mighty whiteys are, the snow bros. Let's go to Jeff in Suffolk County. It's your 15 seconds of infamy. Artists. I can't wait till Frank comes back because you are the worst. That's it? You only, you only use five seconds, Jeff. What, did you give yourself a bris? See that? <laughs> hey, coming from a guy like that who gets 15 seconds, he only gives five seconds. Uh, you, uh, you, you, you're the worst. A typical of a Frank Morano listener, right? Anyway, let's go to Joe in Ronkonkoma. Your 15 seconds of infamy awaits you, Giuseppe. Uh, Curtis, uh, de Blasio's a moron. I agree with you 100%. These injection centers are ridiculous. Let's go, Brandon. 29 days and de Blasio, the Destrazio is out. Wow, excellent. 15 seconds on the nose. And he's right, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor of the dope from Park Slope, who smokes his Maui Wowie and Hindu Kush at night, is in a drug-induced psychosis and is definitely settling all scores on the way out. It's bad enough he's destroyed our city. He wants to burn it down like Sherman going to the sea and not leave a centithia, a centithia. Of any decency left in the city.